I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. It's evening in America. And across this great land, young men and women are coming together through the power of the Internet with one common goal, to whoop each other's booties. Sega Dreamcast games are now online, unleashing the ultimate horror, your fellow Americans. Jack into SegaNet through your Dreamcast console and join your countrymen in the virtual arena. Play NFL 2K1 and cream for meatheads you've never even met. Play NBA 2K1 and school some farm boy without suffering the scent of livestock. Or play Quake 3 and waste some Jersey punk from the sanctity of your own home. And so, America, SegaNet is born. And suddenly we are one proud nation, indivisible, united in the pursuit of whooping booty. Play ball. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Play Retro. Yeah, that's right. You heard me first. <laughs> you heard me first. <laughs> you we're heard on, me we're the doing, first time. <laughs> we're, in play, we're doing Play Retro. I'm your host, Scott Johnson, and my VMU smells weird. Must be Windows CE. Oh, and I'm your other host, Brian Dunaway. And I and you know what? You gave it your best effort, Sega. Or did you? Sad Saturn face E VMU emoji. Oh, VMU emoji. <laughs> no. Oh, sad. sad. Are there any emojis associated with the VMU? There should be. That'd be cool. There should be. I mean, they're they're pretty much just Tamagotchis, right? That's that's what the VMU you 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 like uh saved certain games. You were able to just put that mini game on there. Yeah. A little uh what was it, thirty two by 56 pixels or something. Yeah, it was, it was very small. And um, yeah. here's the deal. When they made the VMU, they were like, yo, we need to have a memory card like all these other <laughs> yeah. consoles do. We got to have memory cards or else we're not going to have game saves. What if right. we had a memory card? And they all said, yeah, but what if that memory card also was a terrible little game device of its own? 
Yeah, what if it was also the smallest console in existence with a little D-pad and two little buttons and suck it, Game Boy. Yep, that thing was was a weird thing. I have one still. I didn't bring it to the show uh, because I don't have it right next to me, but it's over there in a box. Mm -hmm. Uh, well, even if you did, I'm sure the uh, the the two 2032 uh, CR batteries that those things require are probably quite dead. Oh, long dead, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't remember, like, did I have anything saved on there before they died? I don't know. Probably. Um, probably. Probably had some progress saved for Soul Calibur, or who knows? Yeah, I, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit too, because there's some things you could have done, and you can still do that might. Uh, oh. That might, yeah, might might result in some kind of retro feels ooh, ooh. oh okay ooh, i like it when uh, i feel the retro i like when you feel the retro feels like anyway tamagotchi our entire our, uh, discussion today will be dreamcast focused whether or not it was sega's last gasp it really wasn't their last gasp but their last hardware gasp for sure um yeah. but sega lives on they got plenty of stuff going on before we get into all that real quick you know after our pac-man episode i ended up playing a lot of pac-man <laughs> and that, that was two weeks ago, Scott. I know. That was two weeks ago. I know, and it continued through right. uh, this week. In fact, okay, so last week, because of the minis discussion, a couple of things happened. Um, we have some really nice, multiple nice people out there who are like, hey, I've got extra mini PS1 uh, classic, PS1 classic or whatever. Uh, where do I send it? And we're like, oh, sweet. Okay, so what will end up happening is Scott will end up with one. Right. But we'll also end up with at least one for giveaway on the show. So that'll be that's fun. The, that's the hope. There's something else I'm going to give away. Where is it? Oh, I totally forgot to pull it out. I've got an old scorebook from the 80s, like 83. What? Yeah, yes. it was made. It was made to keep score of video games like Pac-Man and Centipede and stuff. And you're supposed to like write in your top scores and the date <laughs> you were at the arcade and what name you did it under. And then next time you go, right. you fill it in. If you, you know, how did you do the next time? And it's the yeah. stupid little book. And I just I just want to give it away oh. to somebody. Is it is it written in? Is it like is it used? It's got it's got like two or three entries in it, but mostly unused. Which is exactly how many everybody used of it. The That's first my two thinking. Pages, yeah. It's like I'm going to journal this every time, and it's even got a diary section. I'm going to write down the things I did. Yeah, you know, if, if somebody wins Dear, this, you don't yeah. you don't want this for actual scorekeeping. I think that's dumb. Yeah. Dear Martha, <laughs> my dearest Martha, today. <laughs> <laughs> the pink the pink ghost got me in the ass. Anyway, yeah. uh, so watch for that. That is a thing I'll be giving away soon, and I just thought I would have it here, and I don't. Well, I'm surprised you re-dipped back into the museum, which I, I guess you're playing on the uh, on the Steam, I suppose. Is that where you play in the museum uh, plus Pac-Man? No, I'm playing that on Xbox. And, okay, on the Xbox uh, makes sense. The latency issue seemed to be solved. I'm not having any of those problems people were having. I think they patched it. Um, although I right. heard nothing official about the patch. I just noticed one day it was not doing the lag anymore. So that seems to be fine, but I just wanted to put out a little, just a little note here. Everybody thinks of Pac-Man and they go, "Oh, OG Pac-Man or Miss Pac-Man or any of the number of other Pac-Mans we talked about in the last couple of weeks." And I just don't want people to sleep on Pac-Man 256. You're going to say yes. to yourself, Scott, I know what that game is. It's like a mobile game. Why are you telling me to play an old mobile game? I'm not telling you that. What I'm telling you is they gave, I forgot the name of the developer, something whale. Fat whale, whale dirty whale, fat, something whale, like that. Whale fat. Whale fat, blubber. Yes. I don't know what it is. Blubber. Uh, they gave them the the tools to say, to make a more, you know, up-to-date kind of fun uh, take on the Pac-Man gameplay. And they did that. Yes. It's basically an endless runner in Pac-Man. 
and it's on everything though. It's not. It started as a mobile game, but it ended up on consoles and Switch and PC and everything else. And it's part of this collection. Um, and a lot of the times you can just go on like PSN or uh, the Xbox Store and you'll find it for like a couple of bucks, just hanging there. It's not a free to play game, so there's none of that goofball crap in it. It's just oh, a game God. to play and unlock and do fun stuff in and whatever. And man, I played a ton of that this week, and I'm here to tell you, Pac-Man 256 is great okay yeah. so stop what you're doing forget about, it's not crossy road for pac-man like the de- the developer made pa- made crossy road okay and that's a great game nothing wrong with crossy road well done you made frogger better than it's ever been for sure but this is not just a rehash of that it is a very fresh take on pac-man and i found myself completely engrossed in it so well, I, I am shocked. Play shocked, I say, that you didn't fi- fire up your Dreamcast and launch a uh, Ms. Pac-Man Maze Madness. Oh, my Lord. Because that was on there. I don't remember that. Was that a 3D deal or what were they Yeah, doing yeah, there? it was the 3D, yeah, the Ms. Pac-Man. We, it was the Maze Madness one. It's the, uh, it's the isometric kind of top-down uh, adventure kind of game, but it's still a maze for it's the PS1 part, game, though, getting... also, right? I saw that on other consoles. I, yeah, I believe it was. I think we talked about it last time, or the week before last, I believe two, it was two weeks a from, PS1 oh, yeah. game originally. Yeah, right. I think you're right. PlayStation 1. This is one of the reasons there. why we're going to end up talking about the Dreamcast. The reason why Dreamcast falls into the retro category mm-hmm. is because there are a lot of titles that were ported over from other systems that were of the retro age. I'm just saying. Sure. No, I got gotcha. you. Now, I noticed, I noticed something here. Before we get to your marketplace problem, I want to ask you about this TMNT uh, Shredder's Revenge. Why is yes. it, Why do you have that on Steam? It's freaking... Oh, you don't have Game Pass anymore, do you? you I don't currently that. have Game Pass. There's no penalty for not having Game Pass uh, any particular month. I wasn't playing it. I did not play any Game Pass games uh, for about three months. And I said, why am I giving them my $14, $15 a month when I'm not even using yeah, it? If you're right not playing now? it, you shouldn't, you should cancel. You did yeah. the right thing. But I guess I, I just yeah. wanted to mention this to anyone out there. Who's like, I really want to play shredders revenge. It's the TMNT side scrolling awesomeness that yeah. I've been waiting for. And it is, but it's on game pass day one. It showed up on PC and, and, and uh, console. So you don't have to pay for it if you that was already my have Game Pass. De- that was my debate because on Steam, it's like 20-something dollars, and I got it for Father's Day, by the way. Thank you, kids. Um, and my options were either to, to renew my uh, Xbox Game Pass or just to buy it straight out and have it on Steam any time I want it. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to get it on Steam. I get it. Totally fine. Yeah. Not, a, not an issue. Uh, that but game's I really haven't great. played it yet, but I will play it this week. Have you played the Shredder's Revenge? Oh, yeah. It's really good. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah, the multiplayer is great. The uh it's six player online if you want to do it that way. Oh. Uh, yes, one of you has yes. to be April though. I don't want to. Well, that's me. I want to be April. Okay, well then let's play. She's um, the coolest turtle. It's cross platform and cross play, although I hear it's there there's some trickery getting the Steam version and the Game Pass versions to see each other, like to share friends lists or something. I did, I didn't okay. mess with that, so I don't know. But Bo and John were playing that way, and we're having issues. Oh, Bo um, and John, the the two we will not speak of. Yeah, on this we never show. speak of from that other show. We can't talk about. Um, Core, check yeah, it out. Yeah, but uh, anyway, Shredder's Revenge, really good. If you like yeah. that stuff, if you like, remember we had our whole episode on these side scroller deals. It's yeah, one of those, man. Idea. It is like the most true to form version of that you've ever played for real. Like they are, they are aiming for your little nostalgia weenie and going right beep, 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 and locking on target like, and then firing like that, at it. It's like that uh, Pac-Man game with the with the slingshot. What was that one called? That, that oh Pac-Man that click adventure uh, World Pac- Two Pac-Mania Pac Pac-Man Two Pac-Man Adventure Pal. Two no. Adventure. 
I don't back, remember. I, I don't care. Remember, it's bad. It was though. The point and click Pac Man. Yeah, that was bad. Why did he just call it point and click Pac Man? I would have bought that. That's absolutely true. Now tell me why you're never going to use Facebook Marketplace again. What's why? Oh, okay. So I'm never going to go back to Facebook Marketplace again after I almost died on Father's Day for a red Wii. That 25th anniversary. <laughs> I guess it was 25th. It was the 20th anniversary. Anyway, they released a Wii that was you know Mario themed uh, back in the day. I remember um, that. And yeah. it was red. It is gorgeous. And it would look so good with my other Wii. I want to put two Wiis together. Um, but I, I, I found one on Facebook Marketplace. It was like $30. This came with the, uh, the the console and a controller. So I was like, cool, that's all I want. I got everything else. I got all the cables. I got all the stuff. I'm good. 30 bucks. Got a medium at about an hour away from where I, I live. No problem. Matter of fact, there's a guy in the same town, and he is selling an NES uh, and he wanted $30 for it. And I was like, well, maybe I'll just double up and I'll get both. And I was like, okay, cool. The NES fell through. And then, uh, I, I didn't hear anything from the red Wii people. Uh, and I was like, uh, okay, cool. And then on uh, Sunday, father's day, they called me or they didn't call me. They texted me and they said, Hey, you still want that? I just got up. I just saw your message. You still want that? Wii?" And I was like, uh, what time okay. was it? What time do you call you? I was like, uh, two o'clock or so. He I think just it was. got up at and, two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, that was the first the first clue, right? That was yeah. the first clue I should have caught. I don't trust anybody who wants me to touch. But maybe their, they worked the third shift. Touch I don't their know. red wee. Not judging you at two o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, I just woke up, man. Uh, I'm not judging gonna... you. Maybe you worked the third shift. I don't know. Your maybe that's the reason why you're trying to get rid of this wee. I don't know what your story. Yeah, is. I'll tell you so what. Your wee. Your wee's going to have a D at the end. It'll be called weed. <laughs> is what I'm thinking. <laughs> Anyway, so I show up looking for my red Wii. Yeah. Um, and so I actually I went my I went I went by it was Father's Day. I said, Hey Dad, I said, You want to ride up to uh to this this town is about like an hour away. It's only like 30 minutes from him. So he was like, Yeah, we'll go. I was like, Okay, cool. So we jumped in, we we head up that way. He said, Let's just take my truck. I'm like, okay, but he's got a diesel truck, it's a big giant truck. And I'm like, all right, fine. Uh so we put thirty dollars worth of gas to go up and get this thing. So I'm already in sixty dollars, right? Yeah. Sixty dollars. Got it. Takes me an hour to get up there, an hour to get back. Yeah. I get up there. I'm, I'm, I'm like thirty minutes out. I say, Hey, I'll be there in about thirty minutes. He's yeah. like, Okay, let, just let me know. I can, it only takes me ten minutes to get there. Cool, cool, cool. So I was like, Twenty minutes. I was like, I'll be there in twenty minutes. All right, cool. So we're meeting at a Walmart parking lot because that's why I do when I shop on Facebook Marketplace. I meet someplace where there's outdoors and cameras. A right? neutral so location that, where people can a neutral. Uh, in case you need to have a, like a trail for the trial, you know, for evidence, right. you can get right. there. Yeah. That's right. And Walmart's a great place. They got cameras in the parking lot. Sweet. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I, 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 I get there and he's like, he sends me a message. I'm five minutes away. Okay, cool. 45 minutes later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 45 minutes later, I, 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 you know, I keep saying, Hey, is everything okay? You all right? Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? And all of a sudden their Facebook profile is deleted. Everything is deleted. They delete everything. Never respond again. What so the I can only frick, dude? What happened? I don't know. They would talk to me for like two days and, you know, kept making plans and doing all this stuff. So either in my head, I'm like, okay, a couple of things. Maybe they died on the way. Maybe they had an accident. I that would be not. bad. Yeah. Right? That, that would suck. But then who would, who would have deleted their Facebook profile? So I'm like, okay, well, maybe they have anxiety. Maybe they showed up. They, they saw me and they're like, I can't deal with this guy. He's scary. And, you know, just left. That's fine. Damn. But then I also think, what if they were, they, just, they, they pulled up, saw me, but they saw I was with somebody and they were going to rob me or something. And I'm like, mm, maybe. Mm. And so, you know, my paranoia set in. And I'm like, you know what? This is too risky. I'm not doing it no more. I'm done with Facebook Marketplace. I'm out. I'm yeah, out. I, wanna, I don't want to do that anymore. How about Craigslist? How do you feel about that? Uh, how do I feel about Craigslist? It's, it's worse. Matter of fact, I talked to somebody last week uh, on uh, 
on on Craigslist Facebook. So there's a Facebook gr- group called Craigslist. So I'm assuming they migrated over from the Craigslist. And I this is something I bought last week. I bought uh, like a an Xbox 360. 20 bucks. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, I could have hey. sent you one. I got two over here. I got to send you one. Well, s- send me one. Um, so I was like, hey, I was like, uh, can you meet? They told me they sent me their home address. I'm like, I don't go to people's houses. I'm like, hey, could you could you meet me at the auto zone, which is like like half a block away from them? And I'm like, they're like, well, uh, can you just come to my house? And I'm like, oh, here's a real red flag. Dad, come it. And uh, so I was like, no, I don't go to people's uh, houses because, you know, that's not what I do with with Craigslist. Stuff. No. This is a Craigslist. I'm like, OK, whatever. Yeah. So finally, uh, she sent her husband on a bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> OK. To the auto zone. That's amazing. Uh, so he shows up. Yeah, he's amazing. He's actually a really nice guy. I got to know I, people. Are, you know, there's there's always a mix of people. I don't know what situation, but apparently they just told to the car. They're trying to run a business out of their house. I'm like, dude, I don't need your story. I just need you to meet me. <laughs> yeah. Don't need to know. <laughs> At AutoZone. Yeah. In, in a public place so we can make this transaction as quickly as possible and I can move on. Yeah. That's and, a good uh, idea. But after the last week, between those two things, I'm like, you know what? I'm done. Stay I, on I eBay, don't like man. people that much. Just use eBay. <laughs> Go eBay all the time. <laughs> I know, but it's like it, the shipping's what usually kills everything yeah. for me because usually it's stuff like consoles, you know, like an Xbox 360. If I get it shipped from eBay, if I get it shipped from you, it's probably going to be 20, 30 bucks. Easily. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so, but I spent that in gas going to uh, out of town, but <laughs> whatever. Yeah, that's the other thing is gas. If you have to drive anywhere these so days, you're going to spend that in it's, gas. It's kind of like when you first started using eBay to buy stuff. When no. you first started using eBay to buy stuff, you spent way too much money. And the reason why is because you didn't realize there was a whole gimmick going on yeah. of, of, of competitiveness. Yeah. It's like, oh, I got to win this auction, even if it means I spend three times as much as the stupid thing is worth. 100% true. I am selling some stuff it, on there right now, though. And it's great because I'll just sell them and be done. Uh, I don't have to think about right. it. I don't have to meet these people. <laughs> if they write in and go, Call, uh, contact me directly. Let's go outside of Facebook for this transaction. <laughs> I know right away that it's fake. <laughs> I just ignore them. It's no big deal. Like I just, right. I know that if the transaction goes through and somebody pays and I shipped it out, I'm done. I don't have to think right. about it. I don't have to talk to yeah. that guy. I don't have to touch his red wee, if you know what I mean. I don't have to go yeah. through any of that. Yeah. So I do any of it. Yeah. But like I said, I've met some really amazing people who are also retro gamers. And that was where my heart was at in the beginning was like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll try to buy things from people who are kind of getting rid of their stuff. They're kind of retro gamers as well. And, you know, I'll help preserve what they have. And, you know, maybe we'll get to exchange some stories. And I've had some great relationships that way, talking to people, meeting them. And I have a couple places I still people I buy from. But I kind of moved off from the Facebook marketplace because, sure. yeah, I don't need I don't need to meet any more, more no. new people. No, no more people. <laughs> no more people. No more people in Walmart parking lots. Plus your, no. two, your 2 p.m. wake up call guy probably. Like I said, maybe the work's third shift. Yeah, maybe. But maybe he just doesn't give a shit about nothing. He's just trying to get rid of stuff so he can. Pay right. off his dealer or whatever. I'm going to go yeah. the worst case scenario. You go ahead and you go ahead and assume he's this hardworking guy with the third shift. I'm going to say he's got you know um, his pill dealer is not waiting anymore yeah. for payment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. oh let's, let's see if oh, I forgot about this part. Uh, you know, by by 45 minutes. Okay, so I did not come prepared at all because it was like it was a quick, hurried kind of last minute thing. I wasn't going to do it. I was I'd already blown it off, and I was like, you know what? It's Father's Day. Why not? Let's just do it. And nothing ever ends well for me. When I say, let's just do it. Nike, kiss my ass. It's like, no, 
don't let's do it. Let's think about it. Let's make a plan. Yeah, you got to And plan. Uh, so, yeah. So anyway, after I after waited like 45 minutes, we I finally said, you know what? Just do one little pass through the parking lot just to make sure that this white Accord that's supposed to be here, yeah. you know, maybe they're having some kind of phone problems or something. Sure. And so we rode around. And sure enough, a guy was sitting in a, Honda, a white Honda Accord, and uh, he was – he was typing away on his phone, and you know, we pulled up. We pulled up right next to him, and I just looked right at him. Yeah, stared yeah, into look. his dead eyes. Hey boy, hey <laughs> boy. I was getting an opportunity. If it was the guy, he could go, "It's me. It's me. Yeah. There you are." Yeah, you know, that's me. But it, he didn't. He just looked up, and it was like, "Oh, eyes got really big," and he kind of looked back down, like, "What is this person doing?" Because I'm sure I freaked him to freak you out. You look like the you know? yeah. You, now you're the weirdo. Now I'm the now I'm the weirdo, yeah. and that's when I, on the way back I was just like, you know what. This ain't worth it. <laughs> this ain't. I'm not having fun with this anymore. It's not this fun. Is, I don't like that stuff either. We have a we have a local thing for a local radio station and newspaper called KSL.com, and it has a has a yeah. whole marketplace for this stuff. It's just as skeevy as the big as the national ones. Yeah, it's just hard. I to love know. people though, but I don't know. <laughs> I also hate people. It's okay to love them. It's okay to hate them. All yeah. I know is, if you want a red wee, you got to yeah. Look. Just just yeah. buy it on the just buy it on the eBay. Yeah, just. Get it on Just eBay. Some people will cover shipping on eBay, so you might get lucky. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh, fine. And plus, uh, there's a couple of places too, like uh, the the Goodwill online thing. I've, I've been I've Goodwill done that has an some. online. I didn't know that. Is that a thing? Oh yeah, totally, dude. I did. And uh, yeah, you know, and which kind of makes me mad too. Oh man, I didn't mean to get into how to get into retro hardware and stuff, but that's the conversation we're having. Yeah, um, they have an online shop, and I have a suspicion. They won't say it. I've talked to some of the local people at our Goodwill, but they won't say it. But I'm almost 100% positive what they do is when they receive the donation of the console, they leave, they, they take all the games and the peripherals and accessories and the wires, and they put those out in the store. Mm-hmm. But then they take the actual unit and they they send it off to somebody to sell online. Because I have I have found every week... I find I find cables galore, games, controls galore. Never have seen a console, not one time in the in the many months I've been going. Well, but I have found every peripheral. I just find it hard to believe that everyone just has peripherals. I yeah. Just, well, I'm looking at their goodwill. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. They have a whole bunch of like I just searched for Genesis. They got a ton of Genesis in here. Yes. Oh, ton of Genesis. Yeah, and I could buy one for ten, about ten bucks. Oh, they have those at games, uh, classic console at games thing that you picked up. They have a bunch yeah. of those there, and, and they're bids. So it says ten dollars, but you probably have. I think they usually go seven days, and you got a bid on it. Uh, and you know, I've I have not won any bids yet because I just you know, I I kind of go, eh, I'd be willing to pay fifty bucks for that with the shipping, and I just put my little bid in, and if it comes through, it comes through. If it doesn't, hmm. Yeah. I'm going life. They also oh, still, still better than going to a Walmart to get a red wee <laughs> in the parking lot. At least Walmart might have had a real wee some years ago, but not now. Right. If uh, I had a time machine, I would just do that. That'd be much cheaper. Kevin in the chat uh, reminds us KSL is king here in Utah. You're right. If you come to Utah and you True. want to sell something like local you know, KSL, man, that's the place you go. Yeah. All right. Well, we've done all we can do there, but now we can do this. Yeah, we shall. Let's play a game. Let's play the game that I might have bought on a console called the Sega Dreamcast. The final, last, gasping breath of a renowned company in the video game world. 
uh, released many, many, some 20, what, 20, 70 years ago? Let's see. 2000 is when I got mine, right? Or 99, was it? Yeah, 2000. It released on 9999 in North America. And so you could have gotten it as early as that, but probably didn't. I did. I got it the morning of. (laughs) Right. Um, I was waiting in line at a software, et cetera, and I had mine uh, ordered. I got there at 4 o'clock, 4.30, something like that. Uh, People started piling in around 5 a.m. And we had to wait until the store opened at 7. And that was early for them because it was the special launch day. I bought three games and took four days off work and played the Dreamcast for four days. That straight. is brilliant. Yep, you bought three did. games. Do you, do you recall which they were? Wait, I, 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 I got to guess. Go ahead and guess. Since since I know the first one's got to be Virtual Fighter 3, right? Because nope. they sold as many of those nope. as the console. No Virtual nope. Fighter 3. Okay. Because nope. I, I, had, I had kind of Virtual Fighter myself out, I have to admit, on previous stuff. Yeah, yeah. So that was not it. What do you what do you think? That Anything was not else? it. Um, did, did you go? Did you spend spend the big money and get the, some? Uh, um, uh, how about some Shinmu? Uh, no, sh- that wasn't day one though. It wasn't a launch game. Was it? I can't. Remember. I thought it was day one. Maybe it might not have been. Might oh, have been in, later. In another market launch title in the U.S. was like twenty two different games. Um, a lot of them were bad. Um, <laughs> games <laughs> a lot of were wanted. duplicates, weren't they? Did you get Hydro Thunder at least? Yes, I got Hydro Thunder. Uh, I, I so here's it. what I got. I got Hydro Thunder Soul Calibur. And number three was, oh, shoot. What was number three? Was it Sonic Adventure? You got to get Sonic no, Adventure, No, that right? didn't come out. That wasn't a day one game. I thought it was a day one. Nope. I wish that was a launch title. It should have been. That I came later. That's where it was. Um, now, that was like how many years later? A year later, at least. I thought it was 98 when the Sonic Adventure came out in, uh, in Japan, and then they at least released it in the uh, U.S. Was that a launch title? Maybe. Hold on. Sonic Adventure. Let me see here real quick, because now I'm in, now I'm. Oh, you're right, Dreamcast ninety. Well, yeah, but did it come out in the U.S. that year? Is the question? Yeah, I it, I I think it did. I think it was a, a, a yeah the North American launch. I, I here it is, release sure. December ninety eight in Japan. Right. I don't see the U.S. Why isn't it? Showing it never released place? in the U.S. It was a trick. Oh, we didn't even is. get it. Uh, <laughs> okay, here it is, August Maybe this is. Maybe I did have this one. Oh, several members of the time to translate the game prior to the Dreamcast launch. Oh, that didn't they didn't even start promoting that until ninety nine. So okay, July fifteenth, nineteen ninety nine, they started promoting it. Did it actually come out though? Hmm. Yeah, here it is. According to the complaints I saw, it did. But September 9th, nineteen ninety nine. You're absolutely right. I guess right. you know what? I don't remember. I played it, so I must have bought it that day. I must have gotten it. Might have. Hydro Thunder was rad. And by the way, there's a great 360 version of Hydro oh. Thunder that is, uh, Thank you. I think it's for free right now. If you have Game Pass or it's, you know, games with gold or whatever, you can get right. Hydro Thunder for nothing right now. Hydro anyway, Thunder. I, I love think, Hydro Thunder so I think much. Those are the We're going to talk about something similar to that this next week. I definitely didn't get that Rayman 2 deal. I didn't get that. Why would you get Rayman? I didn't get, uh, I didn't get any of these games because I didn't buy mine until, uh, until uh, uh oh nfl 2k1 i got nfl 2k that was it that was the other one third one that was a that was a great football an amazing game. football game all the 2k yeah. games were great when they stopped making them in 05 04 whatever the last year was uh before ea and got the license for exclusive nfl stuff it was yeah. the best football game on the market dude it was so it was good so good and it was in-house because sega had bought uh didn't sega buy like uh the, the company that was that was making that and then ea was mad and had their little fit and that's the reason why we didn't get any honestly EA games on I'm, the dreamcast i'm not sure if that's the case other than it feels true 
it may feel true. <laughs> I think what happened because two K owns all that, which is a whole publishing thing that has nothing to do with right. Sega. Well, then maybe I'm thinking of NFL Blitz. Oh, is that it? no? That wouldn't. No, Blitz was Midway. Blitz was Midway. Oh. I Blitz think was, the I reason was EA didn't do much development on the Dreamcast because they didn't think it was going to succeed, and they were probably right. Yeah, um, they were having a fit <clears throat> because uh, Sega had. Okay, let's let's talk about where Sega at was in '99 when this launched. Uh, they had just had a run of about three not so successful pieces of hardware from uh, the 32X and the Sega CD and then the uh, Saturn. Uh, yeah. People were mad at Sega. Sega CD did okay. The 32X <laughs> did, okay. did not sell great. And the no. CDX was a weird offshoot that probably just cost them money. And then right. the Saturn, you know, did not do well. I think everybody at Sega and everywhere else, including me as a fan, I, when they announced the Dreamcast, I went... Oh, now they're serious. Now this is real. Yeah. Look at this. They got all kinds of features these other consoles don't have. I really thought they had a chance at this. Game, I got schooled. Uh, I got schooled this past week on all things that were Sega Saturn and Dreamcast uh, to get prepared for this episode, and I found out that the Sega Saturn did uh, actually really well in Japan, but North America really took a flop. And you probably would see why if you look at the North American version of the Sega Saturn, it's kind of bland and boring and. And then the the sexy Japanese version is sexy. Mm-hmm. I like it. It's it's like this two tone grays and stuff. It's kind of cool looking. Yeah, I want one. Now look at this. I'm going to share something with you. This is how I first learned of the Dreamcast. Here it is, folks. This issue of Next Generation magazine. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Is, you got the oh, the I, red I controller. Kept, I, kept I would totally these. wait in a Walmart parking lot for that. I would too. I had to wait, or I had to, uh, or I've, I've kept all my next gen magazines because I love them. Uh, September 1998 was when this came out, and they were announcing what would it still be, what, a year before we'd get it in the States. But they announced the first games, the tech behind it, what the developers are saying, Sega's strategy. It uh, says here that they were, it's going to change everything. 31 pages of previews and 600 games rated. So look at this. It's a full story. Games. To be, It will be the most powerful console ever. It will have the largest marketing budget ever. But will it succeed? In an exclusive report, we outline Sega's blueprints for success from hardware to software. And they go deep, man. They talk about that controller and those VMUs. Uh, there's a whole thing on here. Let's see. They debunk some stuff. Here it is. Oh, they had they had bunking? Listen to this. Myths about the Dreamcast. Dreamcast is only as powerful as a good 1998 level PC. That's a myth because oh, it's dedicated sick. hardware. Zubba, zubba, zubba. Here's another myth. Myth. The Hitachi SH4 is only 200 megahertz. My Pentium is faster than that. That <laughs> goes into why that's not true. Uh, it's got a modem. It's got a keyboard. It's not really a game system, is it? Uh, anyway, it's a bunch of... Oh, here's not here. This just sounds like you a minute ago. Number five, after 32X Saturn and Sega CD, just putting the word Sega on a console is going to doom it to fail. Yes. And then they debunk that. Anyway, it's all very Oh, they pro. debunked it. Oh, interesting. Oh, they so totally 1998 it. called and wants to debunk me. All right, let's yeah, do it. They want to debunk you. There's a ton of this uh, <laughs> debunking going on. They have a tech demo they break down. They talk about this thing called the dinosaur particle system. Uh, the particle room in the demo, texture room, the evolving globe room, fruit basket room. 
I mean, it all looks like crap now. I'm looking at these screens, and they don't look great. But um, yeah, well, I mean, it was it was that was 1998 developer model, right? And so that was was that the demo disc that came with the the original? Because I, I don't think the tech thing, I don't think the tech demos shipped with it, but I think it was something you could you probably find it on YouTube now. Yeah, they had like demos and things, if I remember correctly, yeah. uh, that came with the system itself. Yeah. Um. Oh, do you remember ImageSoft? I. The name sounds familiar. <laughs> Sony executives <laughs> are going to launch PlayStation with Sony ImageSoft. Well, anyway. Oh, wait. There's a whole thing in okay. here. Okay. Anyway, yeah. this is great because all of the stuff you remember from that era, this all seemed like, whoa, what? Look at this. And I'm looking at these screens going, ugh, <laughs> it's not good, man. <laughs> now, a year later, I would uh, also pick up this copy of the magazine. Next Generation Dreamcast Sega turns it on March of 99, so it wasn't quite a year, but this was their actual hands-on with the hardware, and that's where we got the kind of white, beige, American yeah, ver- yeah. look at the, the, the white we belt of yep. Dreamcast. They have a whole interview here with John Carmack about the Quake 3 port that they're working on. They talk about Sonic Adventure, Shenmue. Oh, look at this. we got to read this review. Hold on real quick. Not the whole review, but uh, let's see here. I'll just skip ahead. Um, I meant to mark some of these. Okay, here we go. No, don't mark in your sweet generation magazine. Do you remember? Do you remember? Uh, no, I mean, like, put a marker in it. You know what I mean? Okay. Do you remember that Kingpin <laughs> game? Do you remember that? Was okay. Like a, was it like Spider Man Kingpin or no, something no, no. else? It was no, like, no, wait. I do know what you're talking about. Um, that was like Ready to Rumble, guys. I, I don't know if that now? was them or not, but I remember. Whoops. Let me put it back on me. It was like, uh, like a mobster take kind of open world, go beat up stuff. And it was super sweary oh, and bloody. Yes. They reviewed yes. that in here. Yeah. They're super into it in here. Let's see if they gave it a score. Ace combat three. We're up to seven of those now. Wait. Now, was that an early one? Cause it says canceled first person shooters in the Dreamcast. And was that, that one get killed? That one didn't kill. Did it? No, I don't know. Oh, here they Life have a whole article. Crime. Must have been a second one to follow up. From Genesis to Dreamcast, with co- with competition from Nintendo and Sony, the Sega console story is a rough one. Next Generation tracks the tail. Oh, man. That's some dark business right there. You got your thumb on a Model 2 over there, Sega Genesis? Who does? Me? <laughs> you did, did I? Yeah, the magazine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, then later, uh, this would have been, let's see, 12 of 99. They did a whole breakdown of all the new consoles including Microsoft's Xbox, which does not look like that at all. This was like pre, you know. Let me see it again. Look at that weird thing. Can you see that? Oh, it looks like a a PlayStation almost. That must have been the early stuff. Yeah, this is like mock-up stuff. Oh, God, they're using the Sidewinder controller, too. Is that what that is? It is. It looks like it, yeah. Yeah, I remember those things. That was for the PC, yeah. Whereas the rest of these, obviously, we had a PlayStation out. The Dreamcast was out at that point, and 64 still existed. It was on this list, but the uh, that Xbox is not what they ended up shipping. But anyway, I used to love this. I would pour over these magazines for hours. I just could not get enough of this shit. So that's good. because it was it was the early uh, the early it was ninety nine and two thousand and getting on the internet. While uh, it's, it's I don't know how your internet was at that time. And I bad. remember in ninety nine, I was still doing dial up. Hundred um, percent. I would. Yeah. yeah. ISD uh, was ISDL or what it was DSL, that kind of stuff. No, it wasn't DSL. ISDN, was ISD, you're thinking of. Yeah, ISDN was coming ISDN soon. ISDN was, was really expensive. A, it was basically, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a line that you had to pay a lot of money for, and it wasn't that great. 
but companies no. companies it, would do it. So you get T1 it lines. Was, it at a was company. having two 56k modems connected. Mm, yeah, that fast. should be faster. It was definitely faster than my shitty 56k or whatever I had. Right. Oh, but, uh, and. Yeah, but you know, once you did get your Dreamcast, maybe you could have, uh, if you got your Dreamcast and you got the keyboard and mouse that goes with it, uh, and you could have hooked up your 56k modem and uh, dialed into AOL, and then you could have looked up those magazines, right? Could sure. you do that? I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. If they, I don't think they had websites for these things. I think Next Generation was just straight up magazine. That's what you had, and I loved right? it, man. I went to Barnes and Noble every month to get mine. I didn't subscribe to it. I just went and got it. And I love it. Lock, you can't lock Scott and Jason into some kind no, of subscription. You can forget no. it. I mean, my subscription involved a pair of keys, a car, and a store. <laughs> well, there you go. Anyway, it's uh, it's Sega. Just for fun, I thought we might want to hear a little audio from a couple of things I think oh, are important. Do you, have the, do you have the startup noise from this? Because it's one of my favorites. We talked about it the other week with the PlayStation. Um, the first PlayStation is one of my favorite startup sounds. But then the Dreamcast is right there at it is that orange bouncing ball you want to hear it spells out dreamcast you have that yes please. i do have it here you go in fact you know what i'll let the chat see it as it happens here we go i'll play it here you go oops i gotta turn the volume up just a second there we go i liked it too i thought that was right i love it it was cool it It was was so good it was cool and it was a very stark departure from their previous sort of markety kind of methods, right? You notice right. in that commercial about the online play and SegaNet and all of that, they still had somebody screaming Sega at the end. We could find that real yeah, quick. Yeah. It, they, they were still- that, that's still there, still got it. Yeah. And that's fine. But they, yeah, I think they, 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 the they kind of got rid of the uh, the Sega scream during the Saturn years, right? I don't think they, I don't think they use it much in the marketing, but they they definitely brought it back for the Dreamcast. They were little, trying little to a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, they were trying to they were trying to get everybody back because they realized they had burnt a lot of bridges in their uh, previous hardware attempts from the developers to the you know to the distributors and the gamers, and so they had a lot they had a lot of fences to mend. Now, Dreamcast. the big system seller, as far as I was concerned, was Soul Calibur. It's all anybody wanted. It was it's so freaking good. It was so good. It's still good. It's an amazing game. Uh, and it she, still she looks good. Still looks good. Looks. I, I'll say it looks okay. It looks serviceable. I mean, we're talking, you know, everything here looked a lot like PS2, looked like GameCube. Like, that's the era we're in. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's it's not, you know, We're We're stepping into 480p at this point with yeah. the Dreamcast, which yeah. is, you know, that's DVD quality. So... That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. It was good. The game, you oh, know, the Valdo. game. This game I picked up because, of course, I'm going to freaking pick it up because um, it's Valdo. Because I had to play as Valdo, that weird, freaky, slanky, uh, knife wielding. Uh, he's such a torture tool. He's a little uh, sex pervert or something. I don't he's know a he's, he's a sex pervert. Valdo is the greatest man. I. I I don't think I really played him back in the day because I just thought it was too weird. But I played him this past week, and uh, he is such a slinky winky. Yeah, he's a he's a winker, <laughs> winker stinker for sure. That guy. So weirdo. I it's, love him, uh, but it's okay. Like from from a hardware perspective, this certainly did look better than almost anything else that we had seen. Yeah, uh, but we were about to get hit with you know Xbox was going to make everybody look bad, and uh, it, it wasn't going to sell as much as PlayStation, but it was about to look a lot better, and. Uh, 
I don't know. And it, they, everything Microsoft and Microsoft learned it all from their work on this Dreamcast and the Windows CE as they work so closely with the developers, uh, both in Japan and America, uh, to get to to make all these games easily uh, on the system to port this to the games to the system. Do you think it? Um, do you think they sc- kind of screwed Sega? Do you, do you feel like that a little bit? Like Microsoft may have. Been I know. Like, I don't yeah. think so at all. I think I actually think Microsoft was. Uh, they were certainly trying. You know, trying to get more information. But I think they helped Sega. That the reason why this the, the reason why this system is so good, the Dreamcast, is because of Microsoft coming in and making it easy to develop for. Um, so I, that, I think that that's was, true. I think De- a huge devs, bonus. devs with dev kits at the time were always praising it for like, oh man, I feel like this for the first time. I can just get into this thing and make the game I want to make, and I don't get to get, have to be, get held back by a bunch of stuff. And yeah, I don't know. That's usually a problem. Although lately, it's not much of a problem because they're all running basically <laughs> no. PCs. But now the Japanese, uh, the the Japanese division, the higher ups in the Japanese department, uh, when uh, when uh, Sega of America. Uh, went department. and told them that uh, <laughs> that they were getting out of the business. Yeah, they were. They were. They left. They. Uh, they because when they when they heard that Microsoft had how much Microsoft had learned from them. Yeah, they just walked out of the meeting. They when they found out that Microsoft was thinking about doing a console, they they were super pissed. Yeah, they were mad, and I can't blame yeah. them. You know, you, you you're working with a partner, and Microsoft's kind of famous for this back in those days. Oh I mean, yeah, hell, the original yeah. version of Windows is a ripoff. So. Right. You know, I mean, if you didn't know who Microsoft even. was in 90, you know, in 98, 99, I mean, come on. They were, were brutal. You even paying attention? They were brutal, yeah. man. That's what they, it's how yeah. they, it's how they rolled. Um, here, one of my favorite games that ever came out. Oh, let me play a little Soul Calibur sound here. Check this out. Soul Calibur. All right. That's cool. Yes. And then this is my favorite line in the game. Welcome back to the stage of history. Welcome back to the stage of history. <laughs> Now, you're going to notice today on various clips I've recorded, uh, a lot of Dreamcast games had some very bad voiceover. Okay? they Just Yeah. Um, I, I noticed this, too. It was very uneven with the voice work stuff. And it, some of it's going to be um, the, the emulation, maybe, that people captured these games with because there's a problem um, when you get into using these the, – Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about the uh, the game disc, the giga the giga the gigabyte disc that they used. It looked like a regular CD, uh, but it had uh, the ability to hold a gig's worth of data. Um, and uh, when people emulate those things, they usually use the compressed version. And the thing that gets compressed is going to be the audio and video in betweens, not yeah. the actual program and software, but right. uh, like the any multimedia stuff is going to get. Get yeah, it gets ding. So when you hear it, it just sounds yeah. a little crunchy. Soul Caliber. We've gotten better now. This is oh, not a problem now. So much better. And Sony, Sony was like just you know a year away from bringing us DVD technology. And mm-hmm. yeah, my real mm-hmm. favorite game for the console was this. I loved it so much. So much yeah. fun, that game. Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you, Choo Choo Rocket needs to make a comeback. I think that. it can. I think we're going to bring the Choo Choo Rocket back. Well, there is some mobile thing, but I don't want to do that. I want like a real I know. I don't want to do that. That's, that's lame. I agree. It's pretty bad. No. How All much right. did you know about the... I didn't know this. 
Now, any knowledge I drop today, most of it's going to be stuff I just learned. So it's going to be kind of, this is what I learned this past week. That's totally fine. Um, Yeah. But now I, you know, I I had plenty of experience with the Dreamcast and I had one for a while. Uh, But I didn't know there was, I didn't know how much infighting was going on between Sega of America and Sega of Japan. Uh, And the fact that they, they were the people in the development part were not aware that the each part was working on separate consoles, one called white belt and one called black belt, one using uh, 3dfx chips and one using this NEC chip that eventually made it. Uh, And when, uh, when it was revealed and everybody found out, Oh boy, there was some problems in America because the Japanese team won. This is, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just make a, bold statement here and i don't think it's that unrefuted so if you got a problem with it email me and tell me i'm wrong but i think what did uh, sega in in those years was the Mm -hmm. infighting was the inability for japan and america to get their freaking head on straight and work together the same company and, and nintendo by the way and sony for that matter are having no problem doing that with their right with the the way that they were set up in japan and america why or or europe for that matter like get on the same page. It's not the '90s anymore. You don't have to call a thing, you know, Mega Drive here and Genesis there. Like we're, it's a whole new era. Cut it out. That's what killed them. I really yeah. think that. I think it's what messed them up because that stuff translated to poor decision making and uh, other, you know, choices that would kind of screw their ability to get market share when they needed it most. And I, yeah, they I needed. Just, yeah, they were they were on the ropes at this point because of all the previous bad decisions that had brought them to where they were. Um, and they needed to work together and they did not. Nope. And they were, they were already financially hurting really bad. And based on decisions they made, it, it just got even worse. And so it was, it was a no brainer. I'm surprised we even got the Dreamcast. to be honest with you. After I started, after I really did some research, mm. it's amazing. We even got the thing. It, yeah. I don't even know why they even did it. They I'm, shouldn't have. I'm actually a little surprised too that it even hit the market. Uh especially yeah. even what they knew about what was coming around the corner. Um at that stage, even at launch, they knew Microsoft internally was working on something. Like right. Microsoft didn't just suddenly do that out of the blue when they launched the Xbox. They were well in development and they I think they knew it. I think they uh I think they saw that as a bigger threat than it ended up being. But they saw Sony uh, as 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 a threat, also obviously, so you know, PS One just rocked their shorts in the in their uh, post Genesis <laughs> days. So it was right. like just a bad time for them, and I felt like they were just like, well, we gotta put something out, and they just shoved it into the consciousness yeah. and said, here, go. And there was part of me that was like, yeah, this is gonna work. This is Sony's last or Sega's last stand, and it's gonna work. And part of yeah. me was like, you know, it isn't. It's not gonna. Something's wrong. <laughs> like they're gonna f yeah. this up somehow, and then they're gonna go away, or they're at the very least they're gonna just you know sell their IPs or just be publisher or whatever. And the publisher part turned out to be true, and that's what they are today. They're they're a publisher of really Successful. cool games, very successfully. Yeah, they're doing yes. great. But that hardware and that's thing, and that's what the I mean it is it's I think part of it is because of what it it, it goes back for a while. Um, they. A lot of a lot of the management and upper management were already convinced anyway that the hardware business was not working out for them, and they were just kind of. But something kept pushing them. I don't know exactly what was pushing them, but something kept pushing them. I don't know if it was pride or what it was, but a lot of them knew 
this is a bad idea. We make way more money just being, you know, neutral mm-hmm. and selling our uh, software. That's where we would make money at because they were in America even. Um, they foolishly, our, our, our North American leader decided that one ninety nine on uh nine nine ninety nine would be clever, even though it cost $250 to make the Dreamcast. Yeah, why so, not? Two ninety nine was kind of the standard for consoles. Why not that? Right, uh, two forty nine. Was he still stinging from the the uh, you know Sony releasing theirs at you know two ninety nine? I don't know. I, I don't know if he wanted to do something, but foolishly, like I said, they were already losing fifty dollars per console, hoping they can make it back up on the on the software releases. And that was the tall order for somebody who was already hurting financially. Yeah, they weren't going to make it through they that. Handle. So they, I don't know, in a way it was like this last gasp. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I really enjoyed that console and all the games I had uh, through its lifespan. But I, my I, PS2 I remember, came out. I remember I like, oh, blown away. Doing here? I remember this, being blown away by the hardware. Yeah. Um, I remember that it was the first time we saw a modem in, in one of these things. That our, the, the U.S. version came with the 56K modem. Um, I didn't use it, but then the broadband adapter uh, came out shortly after that. And I want to say I had one of those um, because I purchased mine. You got yours launch. I got mine in the middle of 2001 where the price had dropped from at least a reasonable one ninety nine in almost about what, like a year and a half. It was down to like $50 at Fry's electronics. Mm. So it was our, you know, $50 man. Yeah. That's insane for a console that's only what two years old. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And so uh, I, I got that, and I got all kinds of peripherals. I got four controllers. I got four VMUs. I just went. I think I don't. I don't even think I even spent more than a hundred dollars at Fry's <laughs> Electronics on just like, you know, just loaded up my buggy. I'm like, hey, last this, let's go. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was sad, but I loved the hardware because it, it did blow my mind that I could play. This was like just a half a minute before DVDs really were in everybody's household, and so video CDs were a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember that I could, I could, I could play like uh, video CDs on this thing, and I could play. I could even play PlayStation games on this thing. Oh using, yeah, you know what a modern, you know what a modern I am. You know how I like to use technology outside or on the edges of the scope, right? Yeah. And so that Dreamcast was. He just had that in spades for me. Where did you most, uh, which console do you think you modded the hardest? Was it the Xbox? Because that had the most modability, didn't it? Yeah, the the Xbox was the it was the best bang for the buck. And it was a soft mod. It was really easy. You didn't have to do a hard mod or anything. You could just you could mod that thing and just go all day long. It was mech but, something. What was that? Game? Yeah, the as one of the mech games was one of the ones that you could use for the exploit. You, most of these, usually it's going to be a save game exploit on a lot of these uh on a lot of these systems. Now, in the Dreamcast uh, area, it wasn't. It was it was just... Uh, I yeah. want to talk about piracy for a minute. You got a minute to talk about yeah, piracy? let's talk about piracy. Let's do it. Piracy, go. All right. So a lot of people say, oh, well, Sega also fell because of piracy. Agree to disagree. I feel like most, uh, most impact... Uh, on uh, you know s- systems environments that kind of stuff most of the impact they 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 say it's much bigger than it really is in my opinion on piracy it's all theory right it's all theory it's like oh well you know you know these people downloaded this game a million times we should have you know a million times the sale price of our you know of of the sales and that should be how much we're losing and like no it's not how 
piracy works at all. I mean, you just because just because you you pirate something doesn't mean that you would have otherwise went out and bought the full price product. No, You're not gonna do almost that. never. Yeah, almost never. Plus, so, I mean, plus the argument should apply to everybody, not just Sega. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. You should exactly. say, well, then why didn't Sony fail? Why didn't Nintendo fail? Why didn't it, why are, why are they all still big giant growing concerns now? Well, it's because yeah. piracy didn't do to them what they claimed it did. Right. So. It, it was super easy because they made some mistakes. First of all, they decided to go with this GD-ROM, GIG-ROM uh, thing, which was <laughs> yeah. non-standard, but was easy as crap to, to you know to to hack into and to to modify. And so they failed there. And uh, piracy to me, I don't think this is it at all. I think the fact that they were taking a $50 bath on each one of these stupid consoles and that they had pretty much just burnt all their bridges with distributors and third-party developers, and I think that was a bigger deal. Plus the lawsuit that they were going through when uh, the American version of the Dreamcast was being developed, uh, 3DFX uh, came back with a lawsuit, and those are always expensive. Those are never cheap. No. no, especially you got to fight. You got to fight tech companies in in the uh, in the freaking court system. You're freaking effed. Right, it's no good. Um, I'd like you to hear a little 2K commentary. All right, we've come a long way. Is all I'm saying. Here, enjoy. On the other side of the ball, you've got San Francisco. No one can deny the talent they've got, and no one can deny how much better they are playing. If people come in to expect the easy win against this team, <laughs> they are in for a big surprise. This is a hungry team. Peter, thanks. <laughs> it's just. I don't know. It's just still taking Peter, bad. Thanks. Thanks, Peter. <laughs> We're now going to watch San Francisco play the Vikings. It's like that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, they're not the only game to do it. And I'll tell you what, I probably spent more time in that football game than almost anything else. It's the one I would hook up and tell everyone to stay off the phone so I could play my friends. Like, stay off the phone. I'm playing NFL 2K with my buddy Dave. And Dave and I would play all night. And then you could always tell what phone of us lost, uh, left the game because yeah. somebody picked up the phone at one of our houses. I was always I played that on the PC a lot, so I didn't have to worry about that because I think I was connected to network and everything else, and so I didn't have to worry about that. Not at that point. Yeah, that's true. Well, and there were two adapters, right? Well, one okay, so the device came with a non-network adapter. It was just like a H or RJ11 phone hole, right? K modem, right? And then uh, you could buy a network adapter that was like a 10 base T, you know, LAN adapter. Yeah, never had that. so. Yeah, and they and they and they were they didn't sell a whole bunch of them, and they're super rare now. They're very expensive to yeah. get. Um, but yeah, even if you did, you can still play some of these games. Like uh, I tried to give Fantasy Star Online a little test in my um, my emulator. Yeah, um, and uh, I didn't go all the way through with it. But apparently, if you if you have them, if you just even have the modem installed into your Dreamcast, you can still play it. But I think you can you can maybe connect to a. Uh, there's there's some ways. I was reading some stuff. And Depends on now the I'm server. Interested. Some of the server, you know, obviously the server for TK11. The real servers are not there. Those are all good. Uh, yeah. Some, there's some, some. Yeah. Life finds a way is what you're saying. Yeah. Life finds. There you go. Life finds a way. Life finds a way. All right. I want to play some How more perfect. audio. Do you guys remember Power Stone? Do you remember that? That was a game. I did not play Power Stone at all until this past week and everybody kept saying you got to play some power stone power like, stone's amazing power stone is it's an amazing game this brawler four-player weirdness that capcom made listen yeah. to this horrible intro though this is so bad uh enjoy in the 19th century people are strong believers of superstition and legend adventurers seek the world for fortune and glory and a legendary treasure which has the power to make dreams come true that treasure is known as the power stone the power stone <laughs> i love that whole 
reading. Oh, I, everything about it is so great. <laughs> I yeah, I knew nothing about this game, uh, but you're right. It's you know, it's a four player brawler, and you're all on screen together. There's no split screen or anything like that, uh, and it's just. It's just insane. Of course, what you're doing is you're running around this brawler and you're just picking up power stones and weapons and and just you know murder right, murdering each other, which you can play up to four people, right? Locally, because yeah. you have four controller ports and four controllers. Plug in your VMU units, your rumble packs. I'm always a sucker for the buy more controllers. I don't know why. Whenever I get in a console, I will always yeah. justify that cost and go, well, I'm getting four controllers, at least four. Right. I don't have the what if I have four people over that way? <laughs> When I even do it now, it's like or three more people. I've got, I'm like, well, I can't, I can't have a PlayStation Five and only have two control. Like I, I've held yeah. back because they're so damned expensive. But um, this is another thing that makes you realize what generation this Dreamcast is from because it was wired controllers and it was four ports was a big deal. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was that's what you had unless you wanted. We didn't do multi taps anymore. No, four but Nintendo N64 was doing it, but nobody else was doing it. Um, right, I don't think, and no. we were not quite to the era yet where USB would happen, and USB made it so you could have multiple controllers. And of course, that next generation they went wireless anyway. So right. 360 and PS3 were like, nah, eh, we're just going to do it wirelessly. <laughs> um, yeah, Power Stone's pretty rad, except for the terrible voiceover, which maybe is better. Maybe it's. Better. I disagree. I think is I I think it's amazing. I don't. There's something about it. It feels charming. Yeah, Power Stone Two, not good, not not as good of a game. Oh, really? Yeah, I, good. I'm, I didn't play Power Stone Two. I considered it, uh, but I did not. I'll tell you what, I was blown away with. Also, Jet Set Radio, not my kind of game back in the day. Mm. I would have been more like, why would I want to play this when I can play something fun like Tony Hawk? You know, yeah. What is this little urban, you know, Jet Set Radio? You know, this kind of graffiti thing. I'm like, ah, I'm not interested in that. But Brian of 2022 loves the crap out of some Jet Set Jet Radio. Jet Set's awesome. I would love a new Jet Set game. I wish Sega would announce one and put it on everything. That'd be amazing. It's an IP they haven't really done anything with since the Dreamcast ended. And I would love right. it if there was more. I do think there's a version of this game, though, on a recent-ish uh, competing console. Like I want to say right. there was maybe a 360 version of this game or something like that. Yeah. You know, it's cell shaded, so it still looks it looks it looks like the most modern game on the stupid thing when I was looking at it. I was like, I wow, agree. this it's, just looks good. It's an odd style, but it's definitely got a style. Um here's some here's some audio from that. Here's the intro. Let's get scratching. Somewhere in Asia, there's a city that cannot be found on any map called Tokyo. But everyone just calls it Tokyo. The two hottest things in the streets of Tokyo, though, are the punks wearing magnetically driven inline skates powered by newly developed Netrium batteries and Jet Set Radio, a pirate radio station manned by the DJ Professor K that plays nothing but nonstop hardcore music. <laughs> hardcore. Hardcore music. Yeah, it's all hardcore. This is the yeah. guy actually on screen. That's your DJ guy. I love it. Like I said, I, I this was not something I cared for back in the day. It just probably seemed like it was too in your face, too 90s. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just mm -hmm. a little too 90s. But looking back now, it's like, yeah, give me that. Yeah, I'd play. I'd, I'd, for real, I think they should do something with with uh, with Jet Set. Absolutely. That'd be great. Yeah. Did you ever play Seaman? Is that a thing you ever I tried? <laughs> I never played Seaman. Yeah, I never um, played Seaman. I never played Danger Seaman. Danger Seaman. Uh, yeah. I, I knew nothing about this game, which is so weird because it is the weirdest game I have ever seen. I knew absolutely zero about it. But if you never played Seaman, do you even play it? You experience semen. You plug in 
a uh, microphone into the VMU second the second slot where uh, below the VMU unit. Yeah. I guess you could plug it into the first one too, but you know you use heavy. You didn't have to even use that, but yes, that was part of it. If I you thought wanted. you had to use it because you could talk to him and stuff. Maybe not. I don't no, know. No, I um, think you. I think you didn't have to. Well, um, right. the important part of the game is that look who narrates it. Seaman, this legendary creature will be dependent on you for its life's blood. We'll begin right here in Gasset's laboratory. Where is this laboratory? What awaits you within? You have no idea what Seaman is or how it evolves. This is something you must find out for yourself, as there is little documentation to help you on your way. Well, thank you, Spock. That's great. Leonard Nimoy. Leonard Nimoy. I mean, yeah. like, I had no clue. And basically, it's kind of like, it's, 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 it's a kind of homage to kind of like, in my opinion, uh, to uh, the sea monkeys, and then the 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 craze that was going on at the time was was Tamagotchi, yeah. uh, and so you know it, you you basically were taking these little sperm looking things, and you had them in like a, a tank, yeah. uh, like a fish tank, and uh, and you would you would adjust environment of the fish tank so that you could grow these tadpoles with uh, with human faces on yep. it. Yep. There's and a lot of clicking, just, by the way. There's almost very little interaction with a game, except you clicked on it a lot yeah. with the controller. There was a lot of just sitting there and kind of, you know, waiting for something to happen. You could talk to him. Uh, I watched one YouTuber who kind of, uh, you. it was funny because it, once you started the game, once your save started, it would, it, would, uh, it would match it up with the clock time on the Dreamcast. And if you tried to reverse time, which you could do a lot on PC games, like if you wanted to, if you did something stupid uh, in progression for some reason, you could reverse your time. Yeah. Uh, you know, take it back further and and make corrections. Yeah. This doesn't let you do that, but it does let you move forward in time. And so you could like make things go a little faster, which is good because this is a really slow game, but it's it's so freaking weird it is really weird and the you know eventually you got a, basically a fish with a man's face and he'll talk to yeah you and he he grows into a frog right i mean he evolves i think they they mate yeah and they do different it's, it's so an ins- it's a really odd weird. game it's one of the weirdest games ever made like straight up yeah like in the history of video games so i guess you know yeah. dreamcast has that has that, um, you know, the award yeah. for the weirdest ass game anyone ever put on a console. I, and like I said, the microphone is hilarious because it looks, you know, you, you plug it in like a regular memory card or the rumble pack you'd plug into the Dreamcast controller. And this microphone looks like it was maybe like maybe two or three inches long and it kind of went over top of your controller. Yeah, The Dreamcast controller, there's a lot going on there, man. Oh, yeah. You got your little VMU open window with, the uh, you know, your pixel graphics, uh, you know, monochrome pixel graphics and... And in this game, you got like a little uh, the the little logo guy, the sea man. He's uh, he's like in profile, but he's like yeah. a frog, which you can tell he's got a human face. Yeah, which really freaks me out. <laughs> I don't like um, it either. I don't like Weird. it, man. I don't like yeah. it. But uh, you got a lot in your hand when you have a when you had a Dreamcast controller in your hand. You had a lot in your hands. This controller that was a beast. Yeah, this controller to me was the so it goes to me so if you have your modern 360 controller or series controller xbox one controller i mean it all evolved from what the n64 had and then dreamcast and then the xbox so you got pretty much all the same buttons no not the same old buttons i'm sorry you have the same layouts but you don't have as many buttons or as controls there's right. not it's not dual stick 
No, you've only got the one stick. No, you've got, but you do have. You got your two. You got your two triggers underneath. You yeah. got your D pad. You got your one analog stick, and then you've got your course your input buttons. Um, the one thing about that controller is it really isn't that different from the Saturn. The big the, yeah the uh, the three D Saturn, Saturn controller yeah yeah all they yeah. did was cut out some of the circularness of it yeah. but size wise it's basically the same size I mean look at that yeah thing. and it's not a really ergonomic <clears throat> even though it feels better than a lot of other controllers it's not really ergonomic because it makes you feel like it, when you're when you're holding the Dreamcast controller it almost feels like you're trying to like rip a piece of meat apart like you're trying to like you're like you want to grab it and you kind of want to pull it outward it's not exactly yeah it's super it's comfortable weird. but I. I, I but I also love it and I hate it. If it's really good for short gameplay, but if you're going to play a long time, um, it can kind of be brutal. To had a good stick controller. on it though. I thought the analog stick was pretty strong. Oh yeah, Le- left analog stick only. It was pretty good. I love the little uh, Starfleet uh, emblem that is the start button. Yeah, that I big that fat thing. thing. You hit that and yeah, no select button, it. just that start button. Yep. Um, but the VMU unit is what makes this controller. I mean, you stick in that little screen in there has a little window coming out of the uh in the controller when you plug it in it just feels complete and it gets really cool yeah it sort of does like once i realized how that i mean i thought oh they're gonna basically ship a game boy with every controller or every dreamcast not really like these aren't you can these are kind of bad they're kind of bad they're you know it's just it's monochrome it's got now they were playing on some other things too it's monochrome it's it's really a memory unit is what it's supposed to be it's yeah. a visual memory unit it stores stuff but also it allows you to play mini games which you can uh upload or download uh from your uh from your <laughs> from your games these people and, hacking uh, them and turning them into actual functioning yeah. full color little game boys absolutely don't you love that up. Replace that little screen. Put it, it's 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 a it's actually a pretty good format. It is as small, is as small as you would want a device like this to ever be. That's it, it. Couldn't get any smaller. If it gets any smaller than this, it becomes you know un, unusable. But yeah. this is the absolute smallest you could take something. I have and still make it playable. Mine. If somebody knew how to do that and could do it quick, I would send them mine and have them hack it. Yeah, because I think you should. I, I mean, because it's about the size of a you know the Tamagotchi, or it's also about the size of that stupid uh, you know Sony released one of those as well, but only in Japan. Uh, what was it called? Like oh, the, the little play, so, yeah, um, the Playmate or something. Sony Playmate, stupid I like think. that. I think that's right. Yeah, Sony Play the, the, the Play Dongle. Was it mate? <laughs> ah, I don't remember. You're right though. It was like I, a little. I remember. A little but, uh, oval. I wanted one. Almost like an egg. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wanted one. Yeah. But uh, I never got one. But yeah, the VM unit, like I said, that, I think that really is what makes it, It's such a sad thing that it didn't become more of a thing. Because one of the things the VM unit does fantastically is a, it solves a problem. A problem that is screen sharing. So when you're playing with somebody split screen or otherwise uh, on, a, on, a, on a game... Um, they can see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But since you've got this little display, they can offer you things like in, in some of the football games, you could see some special plays that your opponent couldn't see because it was for only for you to look at. Right, right. And so that solved a very unique, it, that solved a problem. It did. Uh, and we would still have that problem. If you play local of. split screen, you're still have that problem. It's so. still a problem, but not, I mean, they, they just weren't very capable on their own. They're very weak. The CPU in these things were hardly oh. anything. They they performed yeah. like shit. Like it looked bad. It looked as bad as like those Game and Watch things in terms of graphics. What's, I don't. 
I, yeah, and, and maybe it's probably because your expectation is something like you saw the mod mod zone, whereas my expectation was more like what Tamagotchi is, which is basically all this is. It's low res, you know, little dot pixel graphics, LCD, you know. And so if, you, if you're okay with that, you know, is this meant to share very limited amounts of information, but very important information? Now, I don't know if I've ever told and, you this, but I believe that this device produced one of the greatest video games ever made. Oh, okay. And that game is Res. Now, uh-huh. if you don't remember Res, Res was this incredible, freaking amazing graphically game that was basically you flying through a bunch of environments and shooting a bunch of shit, locking onto targets. It was all very Tron-like, a lot of low-poly kind of design choices. There's been numerous upgrades on this thing. There's a version on the PlayStation 5 right now that's part of PlayStation's new Plus thing in the middle tier. So I right. downloaded it yesterday. I haven't a chance to play it yet, but uh, new new version of Res looks as it looks amazing. But even this mm. old Dreamcast version of Res, unbelievably cool game, uh, underrated, under under uh, recognized. Uh, anyone who's played it though, they know you guys know how rad this game is. Yeah, if you Just, know, you know. I loved Res. Res was like Tron for a new generation in a, in a weird way. Um, I love it. So I'm going to be playing Res later because my PS5 let me download Res. Casey Data in chat room makes a good point that the cell phones have kind of replaced what uh, the VMU could do. And, you know, so to a degree, I agree. And actually, I was thinking about it while I was thinking about the VMU units. I was thinking, yeah, why didn't they ever have like a, a, a plug in dock for your uh, for your controller for your phone? It's like you like have like a screen right there. I, didn't I thought they, about didn't that. Didn't they do that with um, what am I thinking of? Xbox One had some kind of second screen thing they were doing with tablets and yeah. stuff. What was yeah. that? Second screens are, I think, I think that's, I'd like to, I don't know if it solves a big enough problem, but it sure is cool. It's cool for a hot minute, <laughs> but you don't, what are you actually going to use it for, you know? Right. Like, yeah. Well, reason. what are you going to use four controllers for? I mean, how often do you have four people? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly true. Anyway, if you get a chance to play Res, I'm going to put that on your hot list. It's very good. Here's, yeah, here's some more hot list. Here's some more bad audio. Okay, enjoy this. The American Midwestern town, Raccoon City, has been completely decimated due to the T-virus outbreak that was instigated by the international corporation Umbrella. Claire Redfield, who arrived in Raccoon City to search for her lost brother Chris and a rookie police officer, Leon S. Kennedy, managed to escape from the city. But their ordeal was only a prelude of things to come. Okay, two things. That's Code Veronica, Resident Evil Code Veronica. Okay, that's what that right. is. Great version of, and kind of one of the last versions of the kind of tank control versions of our RE games. They quit being like that after Code Veronica. Four was the next game, and that went first or third person over the shoulder. Changed Resident Evil forever. But for a while there, Resident Evil was all about tank controls and awkward movement and scary combat, blah, blah, blah. Code Veronica was a really good one of those. It's a huge graphical upgrade uh, compared to the rest of the series and all, all of that stuff. But I do want to make this complaint about all the games that we've heard so far that have somebody talking. And this is just true of the era. It's not even a Dreamcast problem. Sony's PlayStation 1 had a lot of this problem. Anybody with CD audio, they were terrible at mixing levels. Yeah, so you yeah, got a guy going, way over. he's going, hey, Umbrella yeah. Corporation, this and that. And then the, in the back end, you got, you know, outrageously loud music that's just blaring right. like here i'll give you an example it's like this so there's this guy that walked into the thing and the stuff <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it's just it don't, yeah, they don't it, understand it's so bad you, 
it's 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 interesting you bring that up because this is something I've been really struggling with on my GameCube, same generation. Um, and some games are really like like the Need for Speed stuff. Oh my God, it's got the best balance. However, it is THX produced, mm-hmm. so of course it is. So you're right. There was a recognition. Here comes Nintendo again. Going, you know what? This needs to be fun. It needs to be high quality, and it needs to be consistent. Yeah. And so they're about to do just that. And they also decided uh, to do some kind of funky format as well. It's like, oh look, cool. Let's make little tiny disc and make so that they can't pirate our games. Little bitty discs. Yeah. Yeah. I liked the tiny disc just from a kind of like, ooh, these are so small kind of factor. It's neat. Yeah. Is it is neat, but yeah. it's I remember going, Oh God, really? How am I gonna how am I gonna put these stupid games in my shelf? Well, my thing was like, <laughs> Oh, they're not gonna be able they can't do DVDs. They're gonna be left in the dust because yeah. both Sony yeah. and the Xbox are doubling as D- C D or uh, DVD players. And here's yeah. Nintendo over here going, No, we got these little tiny mini disc looking things and you know, you're not gonna be able to play movies on here, so sorry. Yeah. Which I, I was think so it was so excited though. The Dreamcast so the Saturn kind of kicked it off in my opinion. They really said, "What what let's make a grown-up video game system." Because until then, it'd been, you know, it started out as kind of like with the Atari where it's kind of like, "Oh, it's a toy. This is a toy." And then Nintendo kind of re- reimagined it and said, "Hey, no, it's more of an entertainment center, but it's still a toy." I mean, it still appealed mostly to the younger crowd. And then at the Genesis, it was kind of like a middle middle grade, you know, like a preteen, sure. teen kind of people. Sure. But then the Saturn got serious, right? It was it was more adultish. And then by the time we get to the Dreamcast, yeah. I felt like, you know, this is a freaking adult gaming system. I felt, felt like it. Love it. Still kind of a big toy, I, but yeah, a, a lot of plastic. But that's how they all were then. Right. Yeah. You know? I actually just I think it looks fantastic. It's one of my it's I, I think it looks sleek. I think it looks sexy. I think it looks I think it looks a lot like the Japanese Saturn is what I think, but mm. a little bit more modern. Mm. I think the Did controllers play, having the controllers be almost the same size as the console was always a little weird. Yeah, you know? that was a little weird. Yeah. So, did you ever play Pin Pin Triathlon? No, never heard of it. <laughs> you know why? Tell me about it. Pin was a Pin. game that was primarily aimed. It was a launch title, uh, and it was primarily aimed at uh, younger players. But it was really one of the few games that was that. And, pin uh, Pin. Video give me the name one more time. Pin Pin up. Triathlon. Uh, pin what? Pin. So, like like a pin you would write with. Uh, pin Pin. One word. You write it twice, and then triathlon, as in a tri a triathlon, but on ice. Oh, weird. Okay, I had never heard of this, but I loved it. It seemed like such a modern indie game. Playing this, let's see. I'm looking at it right now. Can I pull this up? It, and is this what you would think? Is you competing on screen with other uh, with other pins? <laughs> Infograms. Oh man. Yes, it's Infogrames. Yes, this is uh, that was an old European joint, I think. Um, and, uh, oh but my yeah, gosh, it's, it's a battle. You know, you're trying to you're trying to get you're trying to battle the. <laughs> I hate <laughs> the, the way art. It's horrible. Oh, I I love the art. It is so uh, late '90s, early 2000s. It is so goofy and it's it's childish and it's limited motion. But essentially, uh, you're racing. Uh, these these characters down little ice paths and yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah. But oh, yeah. It's, it's, you know what? KT Data, I'm glad brought this up. We were talking about how sleek the box is. Part of the reason it was sleek yeah. is because it was nice and compact. And the reason it was nice and compact 
is it was super loud because it was constantly blowing huge air on everything. That was a loud ass <laughs> console. The, it was. The it, uh, they they went with a standard power plug, which meant that they had to keep the power supply on the inside, which meant a lot of heat, which meant a lot of air movement yeah. was needed. Plus those, uh, plus the 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 game ROM, uh, the the Giga ROM thing they used. It was the way they made it put that much data on a disc mm-hmm. was they slowed the RPMs of the spin. And so, uh, yeah, so you're, you got a CD-ROM. CD-ROMs usually, you know, they, they reach a point in spin that they kind of start getting quieter. Right. But there's a moment when they're a little bit slower, there's more vibration. Mm-hmm. And so there's a whole bunch of things going on. So, yeah, it was a loud one. It was a loud it was, console. It never broke on me or gave me any trouble that way. But it No, was, it's well-designed and well-made. Yeah, it was console. well-made. My my uh, The loudest console I ever owned, I think, was a PlayStation 3. My gosh, right. those those early versions. Also, I don't know if it was. I don't know how the also, late ones did, but geez, yeah. Louisus, that was loud. Also, once again, th- this is the the cost of having an internal power supply. It's good because you don't have to keep up with no stupid power supply. Yeah, it's bad because it's heavier and it gets louder because the the power supply is usually the hottest. You thing know, the quietest console I've ever owned is by far, like far and away, my Series X. That thing just doesn't make up. It is it is super quiet. But so we're at a place quiet. where there's not as many moving parts. Uh, we've gotten a lot better at energy efficiency, and you're right. It is as it is as quiet as can be. Yeah, I love I have that it on right now. You can't I love hear that it. compared to Xbox One was pretty loud. This thing is not at right. All. <laughs> Jason Calhoun says my Atari 2600 is silent. Yep, <laughs> and he's not wrong. Those things were solid state as you got back then, man. Yeah, plug yeah. your cartridge in, boom. That's amazing what shitty graphics can do to keep things cool. <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have yeah, to worry about yeah. it. But right. yeah, the whole the whole seat the whole disc era. Is way louder because you do have those spinning discs. Yeah, you got parts in there. I mean, I guess the Series X also has one, but I don't use it to play games. I'm doing everything digitally. So we got to talk about the game Shenmue, which is uh, one of the most important games on the Dreamcast. Yeah, for sure. A lot of people look at it as one of the most important games for the future of sort of 3D uh, Mm. third person adventure. You know, think of anything from Tomb Raider to. I don't know. I, there's a million of them. Yeah. Uh, they think that this is a really important step in that direction. And they're probably right. Uh, yeah. I found Shenmue and its sequel, Shenmue 2, and I assume 3, which was just made the last couple of years, uh, are boring as hell, I assume. Uh, because that game, that first game, was bored me to tears. It, I just could not yeah, get it was, it. it. was something that the American... It, players weren't used we didn't play like that well, i knew that right away when i started playing more japanese games i was like oh this is they got a really different idea of what video games are and yeah i don't know, I don't know about that because they're they also had some of the most wacky action games ever made i think part of this was because <laughs> there are there are u.s players who adored the shinmu series and would right. slap slap the word right out of my mouth if they could um <laughs> it's just this game's about walking around and poking stuff it's just not my jam right and here's some audio it's not the worst it's not the best here it is he shall appear from a far eastern land across the sea a young man who has yet to know his potential such anime bullshit this potential <laughs> is a power that could either destroy him or realize his will his courage shall determine his fate what does even any of that mean what do you even mean? What is that? What, I don't know. what, what I, nonsense is that? I like it. I, I'm with you, though. In 2001, I wouldn't have touched a Shinmu. But as I've gotten older, 
I appreciate games like Shinmu. I, 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 really I, I appreciate it existing, and I do think it was a it was yeah. an important stepping stone in games, and and kind of changed the way we thought of you know 3D adventures. And it looked good for its time. It was like a very it looks amazing, very beautiful time. game. Now it's really square and weird. It's also coming from the Virtual Fighter guys, and you know that AM2 division of Sega, and that's a such a weird you know Yu Suzuki and his team, such a weird place to find a game like this. Right. Um, with such little action but i did like the part where i would go into like akihabara or wherever it was re- represented in tokyo and you could go into an arcade and then play actual sega games in the, that arcade yeah that yeah. was cool a little built-in a little built-in emulation right yeah i thought that was rad and was, i think it maybe yeah. the first time i'd seen that uh in a game like this so yeah you forget. know credit where it's due it's an interesting right. thing for sure. I always try to, I always try to, I always try to, when I'm, when I'm doing these every week, I always try to put myself into the time period and think about what's going on around, around me. Um, and one of the things I was aware of is in this generation, we were still, uh, you know, we still had arcade games that were doing still fairly well. It wasn't like it was in the eighties, but you know, arcades, especially in Japan, were still doing very well. The Naomi system, which was practically a dreamcast, but in arcade form, yep. And so we yeah, were seeing were. games that could you could play at the arcade at the same time as on your home system, mm-hmm. and I, you don't you don't see that anymore because or hardly ever see it because really there's you know what's really coming out of the arcade that's going to be you know super hype for home use. I can't think it's of usually the other way around now. Like you're more likely yeah. to go into an arcade and see they got a doodle jump machine than you yeah, are you're the like, other way around. Exactly right. Yeah. So uh, I find I, that that's it was just an, an interesting. Uh, thought experiment to do that was like okay because I remember going to I I seems like I think Raider Rumble came out first on the Dreamcast which by the way I loved Raider Rumble I did but too. then I also want to say I played it at the arcade thereafter and that game isn't such an arcade game it felt more at home at the arcade <laughs> yeah. than it ever did. On my I agree. I loved it. This is the first I've heard it was in the arcade. That's interesting. I had no I, idea. And, I, and maybe I'm, I, 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 I don't, I'm assuming it came after, but I'm almost 100%. Maybe it was the second one too, right? Wasn't it Ready to Rumble too? Am yeah. I remembering that incorrectly? I don't remember. Maybe loved, I'm having, maybe I'm Ready having to Rumble, kind of but I, that may, actually, you know what? That may have been one of the titles I bought. Maybe I bought four games at launch. I think you would. And Crazy Taxi, I <laughs> would not Crazy even Taxi. have a Dreamcast if it didn't also have a crazy taxi with it. Let me tell you how I annoyed I am at this current timeline we're living in where crazy taxi <laughs> has not been rebooted into a massive game where multiple people across the world, a hundred right. of you enter in a big city with your taxi and only yeah. one of you is going to be left because you did the best job on getting how everybody to this, their stuff. How Why is does that not, not exist? GTA online? Right. How I know. Is it? I don't get it. I don't get it. I really, I seriously can. I do not understand how you let Crazy Taxi languish over time. What right. are you doing, Sega, for, for real? Sega, come on, man. At the very least, give me a quest-based Crazy Taxi 4, fought 3, whatever the hell we are, and make a real proper one that looks good, modern engine, fun to run around and deliver people as quick as you can. Forget about the time-based mechanics so much. Maybe focus more on a story or whatever, but just make... With modern sensibilities and everything we've learned, make tax make tax uh, crazy taxi great again. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. I believe in you. 
And they all in, can have in, the offspring music. Put all the Untergleben, Glauten, yeah. Oh, no, that's uh, Def Leppard. Uh, what's the one yeah. where they go, uh, a pretty fly for a white guy? <laughs> Whatever. Oh, you sung that so well. We might get a copyright strike. On <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble there. here. Just, yeah, that'd be bad. Settle down. Anyway, settle down. I'm with you, though. Crazy Taxi was neither crazy nor taxi. It was amazing. It was a, right. stood on its own. It's an incredible game. The fact that it doesn't exist in a new format is a crime against video games. So get your shit together. Announce who you're going to have make it. I don't care who. Crazy Taxi. Make it. Crazy Taxi. Happen. I knew I was in the modern age when I was going through, when I was streaming this this past week, and I had to constantly keep going, oh, turn the music down. Turn the music down because yeah. everything at this time was using some kind of, you know, music, popular music at the time. So, oh, big time. Yeah. This one in particular yeah. had all kinds of stuff. It oh, was like, yeah. Just it's constantly. like trying to play Tony Hawk without getting in trouble. You can't do it. Yeah. Offspring nailed it. Yeah. Robotic. Yeah. Yep. Offspring's great. When they play, what was that song? Can't think of it. Pretty fly for, no. It says, <laughs> what is it? How's it going? Not pretty fly for a white guy. It's something else. You can't think of anything else. Uh, it was, I know the song. Was it Pretty Fly for a while? Was that in there? Uh, Paint on mine. Do it anytime. Hey, come out and play. You know what I'm saying? Or what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Tune in to play retro is is two guys lose their mind trying to remember the offspring song. I love it. Fantastic. I love it. Crazy Taxi. Here, you heard it here first. I think they're going to come back with that thing. All right. We need to at least touch on SegaNet and what the deal was there. What's the deal with the SegaNet? Yes. Yeah, so you had your 56K modem uh, built into your Dreamcast. You might as well uh, log into the service, right? That is SegaNet sure. in the U.S. Sure. I mean, the whole goal of SegaNet was ahead of its time. Nobody yeah. had been doing Nobody had an online service. So if you want to look forward or look ahead to things like Xbox Live and or yeah, Xbox Live, right? Is that what it's called? Right. Anyway. No, yeah, it was called Live originally. Yeah, right? Live yes. was originally Correct. Live. When you look at that, you you're looking at the successor to this. If you look at PlayStation Network, you're looking at the successor to this. Like nobody up till now had done anything even close to this. So yeah, you can say it was a little janky and sure who's gonna freaking browse the web on your Dreamcast? I did. But who's gonna yeah. do that? Uh, hardly anybody, but, but still you could, and it seemed groundbreaking, um, which is funny because just in the other room, you've all got a computer just doing all these things anyway. So why did you care? But it was something really unique for consoles at the time. And I guess I'm uh, part of me sad because to implement those things that early, they had to be a little kludgy to work, but yeah. And somebody needed to break that ground so that things would move forward. I feel bad that it had to be Sega. Uh, yeah, because on the I one hand, I was like, "Whoa, way to go, guys!" And the other hand, I'm like, "Oh yeah, but you just missed the boat where you could have waited a little longer. Yeah. Let let Sony or somebody else stumble over that shit for a whole generation, and then you come in later and learn from their mistakes." And you know, I just their timing. That's the way it should have. You're right. That's the way it should have been because Sony could have handled the losses. Right? They they were they were in a position that it would have been okay yeah. if they had done that. It was a technology was changing really fast right there. It was like DVDs were coming on. You know, people didn't have DVD players in their home like, like they you know, no one has them now either. So I guess it's all new again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it, it, it was it was a shame that yeah. they they were just like off just a little bit. And I think part of the problem was they were trying to rush things, even though they said they weren't trying to rush things. They were rushing things. Yeah, they were, and it's unfortunate. 
like and again the infighting that didn't help there's a lot of things nope. to point out here and, and blame but um in some ways that stuff was really ahead of its time and then yeah. in other ways you're like should have waited and buddy. even their marketing i don't know if this is the one of the ones you're playing now in the commercial uh, i don't think this is one of the weird ones, but maybe they did so they went from uh they went from really cool uh marketing to the really weird marketing and getting weirder yeah and i think it was their it's thinking campaign yeah i don't know if you've seen any of those or not I have. But, they're they're okay uh, yeah. They're all right. That's think, that's just it's not even it's not even weird. It's just nonsense. It's like yeah, it's, no. It's thinking what? Yeah, it's thinking what is thinking? it thinking? Exactly. It's just it's thinking you're an idiot and you're playing a weird like it's a, it did not. I don't think it worked the way that they intended it to work. No. Um, here's one of those here. Uh, let's see if we can get some audio on. It. Hold on. Is it playing? Okay, it's thinking here. I'm scared. Watch this. I've got plans. I can beat this thing. X, X. Why? Why? Look at this close up of some guy's teeth. They might hear you. It's thinking. Yeah, see, that's weird. That's just... Only if it was a cross promotion for semen. <laughs> that would be the only way it would make any sense. I like that you refuse to call it seaman. I'm going to only call it semen. <laughs> I'm not doing it, yeah. Nimoy. I'm not going to slow down in the middle of my. See, man. Got to give uh, Tally some credit. <laughs> she mentioned in the chat that the line I keep looking for is you got to keep them separated. That's the line yes. I'm looking for. That's, that's, there you go. Yeah. Now you've got it. Thank you. Yeah. Finally got there. Now, and we were also at a time, another technology that people never talk about anymore, but Microsoft was really pushing the web TV. And that's basically what we we're doing. We we're finally getting to the realization of what uh, Nintendo wanted had started basically back in the 80s they wanted it to be an entertainment system they wanted it to be part of your entertainment in the living room and uh we were we were all the way down to the by the, by the time we got to the Xbox before we really saw um that really start to kind of mature well even that you know we were still geez we were still probably i mean when streaming wasn't going to happen in any serious way, like the TV part of things until actual streaming. And that would take, you know, Netflix and about 2007 or eight, whatever it was um, for that to really kick off. And then the consoles would get on board later. And it's, if you think about it, that whole era went really fast. Like, I mean, think about, we started film sack in Oh nine. Right. And that was about a year and a half into uh, Netflix existing. So the show doesn't even exist before that because how could it? There's no way to do what we were doing. Look back <laughs> well, on we it now. I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. Look back on it now. It's like, my gosh, we got like yeah. 12 of these. Like, And, and, and that's I, just the big ones. We're not even talking about all the little tiny ones. So just a whole different world now. It's just so different. Yeah. I wouldn't even be subscribed to Netflix if it wasn't for Film Sack, I believe. I probably would have canceled it a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. There's a lot on there I like. But as a I would have been of, back. I would have been back, but I would have canceled it. Yeah, you would have come when me. you wanted when there's something you wanted me. to see and then leave and come yeah. back later and that sort of thing. Um were the court were the cables long enough for a Dreamcast? I don't remember if we uh, were the cables happy were actually that. pretty decent length. Uh, of course the problem with the cable on the Dreamcast controller is the fact that it came out from the bottom. Uh and the reason why they had to do that is because they needed to have the VMU unit somewhere where you could see it. So they couldn't really put it at the bottom. They had to put it at the top. Yeah. So something had to go. Yeah. And uh, that was your cable. They did have a lot of people didn't do it but if you looked underneath the controller there's like a little clip place you can put <laughs> your cable yeah. you can like wrap it back around and put it in there it never stayed no uh but, but i truck that but, thing around all the time i'd take it to my brother-in-law's house and i'd have a box and it would be the dreamcast and four of these big ass freaking beef controllers 
all wrapped right. up in their own cords, jammed into a box. There's not a very portable console. Not that too it's many not, of them are. Like, it is, I, if I went and grabbed yeah, my it, PS5 right now, that thing weighs too much. I wouldn't want to move it. It's a pain. The only truly portable console is the GameCube, which I love for it. Yeah. And their and their idea wasn't to uh you know take it to your friends. It was more like so that you could move it from the living room to the bedroom and just, you know, it could mm-hmm. it could move to any place in the house that you wanted. But having a handle on a on a freaking that's brilliant. I loved it. I loved having a handle yeah. on my console. I thought that was rad. I did too. And uh I loved my GameCube, if I'm, yeah. if I'm being honest. Do you ever it. carry it with the handle though? I can't recall if I ever actually carried it with the handle though. I think I did I, once. I rarely moved it, but I took it again. I would do a lot of family get-togethers, and I was always the video game guy and had all the games. So right. I would bring it all. Oh, over to Scott's them. here. He brought his GameCube. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I would bring the GameCube because and four controllers because everybody at Christmas yeah. were like, "Scott, where's that Worms game that was so nice. fun?" Oh, that's a uh, Worms whatever version. I got it on my Dreamcast. I'll see you tonight. And I and we would take right. it over there, plug it in, and play play Worms competitive Worms all night. And it was great. How the, no regrets. Yeah. Now the good thing about the GameCube is that you know it is is fine if you play most of the games like Worms through composite, and those are usually like on the front of a CRT TV where you just plug in your know, yellow, white, red, so you don't have to really do anything. Now the Dreamcast, <clears throat> I never had it back in the day, but it has a VGA out yeah. as well, so you can hook it up in VGA mode and do 480p if the game supports it. Yeah, and uh, I've ordered that. I have I have a um, I have a Dreamcast coming. And I have a cable with uh, with VGA, so I'm going to try it out. This no, week. It's nice. You have to let me know how that yep. goes. Um, just noticing these, it's thinking commercials. They did one for every big release. So oh, like, NBA 2K was also all the freaking 2K games were great. Dude, 2K is still great. It's still the best basketball yeah. game on the market. Some people think it hasn't changed enough or evolved enough, but I would argue, um, give it some time. Why change success? Yeah, it's, it's still the best bas- basketball game you can play. I wish they'd get back yeah. into football, but. What are you going to do? Um, what are you going right. to do? Well, that is basically it. Anything else we didn't hit well, you think is important? Yeah, to ab- absolutely. Um, the, for a couple of things I picked up that I didn't know, I expanded my knowledge about Sega this week as well. I didn't know that it was founded by Americans. I always thought it was a completely Japanese company. Oh, yeah. uh, now they have a very strong you know, operation in uh, Japan and it's take, you know, changed uh, hands a couple of times. But anyway... Um, I did not know that that it was founded uh, by an American. I and did that also, guy. That guy was a weird businessman in the post-war era, right? Like, um, right. What's his name? Yeah. Uh, 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 is it? Uh, well, why am I forgetting? I used to know this now? guy's name off memory. Um, right now. three. Yeah. Well, hold on a second. I got his name here. It's coming. At Rosen. Oh my God. Yeah, Rosen was his name. Rosen. Last name is Rosen. Don't remember. David Rosen name. was his name. Oh, there it is. His name. Oh, and games were his game. Oh, yeah. Yes, Gamo. But the most heartbreaking, yeah. most heartbreaking part of this whole story, from beginning to end, the Dreamcast. We it was heartbreaking to us, but we were just six months away from being really distracted by the time we heard in two thousand one, March of two thousand one, that Sega was getting out of the console business. Six months later, we had nine eleven. But the true tragic part of this story is that the then nine eleven is pretty tragic, but yes, go on, right? Continue. The the the, the pre, then president <laughs> of uh, of Japan, of Sega of Japan, yeah, uh, Okawa. Wow. He was he he to save Sega as a company. He donated his 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 personal fortune, like seven hundred million dollars or something, uh, to save Sega so that they could continue doing their third party development. 
uh, and he di- he passed away a month later after um after saving Sega. Well, you can't go uh, from you can't, a heart attack. You can't take it with you. So no. Amazing. So it's, it's like wow, man. He what that that he's just a president. He wasn't even the owner. Yeah. He was the president. Gave back all of his profits from the time that he had worked there. There's some culture and in that. So, some some cultural Jap- Japan going on in that decision to do that. Yeah. I think. Um, by the Hero. way, I just, I just put their very first oh. console ever made. Called oh, is that the SG one thousand? Yes. SG-1000. Now that looks like a toy. I want one though. Yeah, isn't that basically what the uh, Master System was? Just no, a different format for no, America, no. didn't No, they? the Master System was a follow-up to this and had an actual controller. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah actual controller. But I thought it had the same hardware inside of it. I don't think so. I could let's be see. wrong. You, you're probably right. Um, no, this is, well, no, I'm not sure. Did they have the same stuff in them? <laughs> There's a lot more. No, I'm not one. so sure. Yeah, I'm not so sure either. We we will do. A, you know what? One day, maybe there's an episode where we and talk maybe about they that. abandon it. That's what I'm reading. Maybe it's my first first Google search says they just left it and let it rot. Yeah, yeah. I kind of did like the Master System though. It was good. I love the Master System. It was my first. Uh, it was my first Sega system, and I really dug it. I was a fan. I wonder if I am. All right. Uh, well, let's get on to uh, some other stuff. There's your Dreamcast. Look, I know you guys are going to have plenty of thoughts and emails and stuff, so please send those in. That email address is playretroshow at gmail.com. Playretroshow at gmail.com. It's time for this. Destroy it. <laughs> X-Chicken. All right. Hey, look what we got here. Uh, this is our Guess Our Game segment where we play old audio from an old video game, and then we try to guess what each other's game is. I'm going to start, Brian, with 1992. Okay. 1992. Give me your audio clips. All right. Let me tell you where this was just for this will help you. Uh, Well, Genesis later, but this is the SNES version of the game. Okay. That's all I'm going to tell you. Here you go. That's little fart sounds in it. <laughs> that was usually the little fart sounds are when you screwed up. That's never a good thing. Never a good sound. Any ideas? I have no idea. You said it was the SNES? SNES. Yeah. Genesis version it's came out a little like, later. Uh, uh, it's kind of got like um, Prince of Persia kind of sound to it. A little bit, but definitely not that. I'll give you a hint, another hint. It's based on an, uh, a movie property, if that helps. Oh, okay. Then is it, it's not Aladdin, is it? Nope. Definitely not Aladdin. <laughs> Definitely not Aladdin. Something else. I mean, it kind of reminds me of that that kind of that vibe. Chat room. Based on a movie? Chat room thinks, yeah, it's based on a movie. Live action movie. I should say that. Uh, okay. Okay. Some kind of Indiana Jones movie? Nope. I'll give you another hint. Uh, this movie is based on an old comic and television show. <laughs> wow, you're giving me all kinds of hints. Yeah. Okay, it's based on. Okay, so, so it sounds like some kind of adventure originally game. Originally a comic 1992, strip. 1992. Yep. It's based on a movie and a property. Um, oh my god! Someone in the chat got it. Don't look, no but idea. Quantum Feline. I have no it. idea. I it, got no idea. You, you stumped me. All right, I'll just tell you. This is 1992's SNES version. 
of the Adams family based on the film. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, I can hear it now. I can yeah. hear it now. And this is a little pitch. If you can, if you, if you can picture it or can't picture it, it's a little Gomez. Yeah. You're, you're, you're moving him around Mario style and jumping on shit. Yeah, I can hear it now. Also, although I think you play other characters later, I never played it, but uh, I thought it'd be a good one to pick out. So there you go. Congratulations, <laughs> Quantum Feline, in the chat. You know what? Because he won. Hold on. Wait, is Quantum Feline a girl or a guy? I don't remember. Hey, look, I don't know, but look what arrived while we were talking. Oh, my gosh. The PlayStation Mini showed up. Mine has not yeah, yet. Yeah, the PlayStation Mini showed up, Dennis. It's even, here. Even after we, even after I put out this plea that, Scott, it doesn't have one, Brian still got one sooner than I did. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I was closer geographically. That's probably true. Okay. Yeah. But we're going to give this one away and... Uh, I guess we guess I guess we'll just get I, I was going to mod it first because I was going to mod it and then send it to you, but I don't guess we need to do that, right? Just we'll just leave it. Like no, because I got one coming here as well yeah. that I bought from a fan, and then there may be even a third coming that we can do for another contest. But we'll come up with some contest ideas uh, for giving yeah. these away and decide. And I'll and I'll write up a, a, a how to mod kind of thing too, so that we can maybe I'll send along a cable because there's a there's a nice little nifty cable I bought. Um, that makes all the modding really easy. And maybe I'll send you one too, Scott. Okay. Now here's the deal. Because yeah. Quantum Feline got this, uh, I want to send that person a Frog Pants, uh, the new Frog Pants logo in sticker form. So it's a nice Ooh. little sticker form of that. As well as the blue shell from Mario Kart with a little blood on it because that thing's evil. <laughs> uh, it's the blue uh, blue prophecy from that old print I did. Anyway, uh, 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 what, do you call what do you call it when you cut out a sticker like this what's that called die cut uh, kiss, die cut. Cuts. kiss cut so kiss cut kiss cut i think oh i thought it was die cut anyway whatever these, no, you might be right you might be right maybe these, i'm thinking of something else i these, thought it was kiss cut maybe die cut i don't know these two plus a little note from me if you just uh send me an email scott at frogpants.com i will hook you up okay so do that quantum feline congratulations by the way all right brian we should the peeled sticker for the die cut and kiss cut stickers exactly the same. The only difference is the kiss cut stickers have a large square backing. So you're right. Yours is a die. Mine oh. was a mine was a kiss cut. Oh, all right. The kiss cut is the one with makeup. Just kidding. All right, let's mm. do this. Uh, Dunaway sent me one. I'm going to play it. Any, what's your setup here? What's the year? The year is 1993. The following year, this time we are on. Uh, oh, what system are we on? Are we on the? No. <laughs> Do you remember what oh, you submitted? Great. What's that? Oh, I remember the game. I'm just trying to remember what system it originally came out on. Um, yeah, this was on the Genesis. Yes, the Genesis. Genesis? <laughs> All right, let's try it. Wait a minute. That can't be Genesis. Maybe not. Oh, no, this, this is the arcade version. This is this arcade? arcade version. Okay. Yeah. This is Sega as hell. Yeah. Same time, babe. What is this? Give me another hint. Uh, this is the third in the series. This is MRS, the mega radio station. This is Jake Elwood. MRS? Is there a game with MRS in it? Yes. <laughs> this is the arcade 1993. Did, it made it to the Sega Mega Drive, a.k.a. the Genesis, in 1994. Oh, oh, is this one of the um, uh, one of the Outrun games? 
Yes, which one? Oh, Can Outrun name it? 3. Outrun 3. I'm not taking it. Nope. Out, outrun 2. Nope. Outrun 2049. Nope. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a thing. <laughs> I know they made a futuristic one. I don't remember what it was called. Um, oh, I said third. I'm sorry. It's the fourth. Oh, it is fourth. Yeah. This, but it is outrun. I think that counts. I think I win. I don't think it does. <laughs> it doesn't count. That's like saying that's like saying I guess Star Wars. Yeah, at the beginning you were like Jedi. you were like I think it's on the Genesis and then <laughs> oh wait a minute, what's that on? <laughs> I think it might be the arcade version. Like you were all over the map. I think I win. I win. Everybody. <laughs> I, I disagree. Win. I think you lost. All right. Well, I think I uh, in my heart, I know I know what happened. The game uh, is Outrunners. <laughs> Outrunners. Okay. Yeah. Is it the fourth in the series? Is that the All deal? one word. Yes. Fourth. Outrunners is the fourth game in the uh, Outrun series following Battle Outrun and Turbo Outrun. Let me tell you guys about a really cool Outrun game that you probably aren't thinking about right now. It's on uh, the PlayStation Portable, PSP, and that version of Outrun is called Outrun 2006 Coast to Coast with a number two for the two. Oh. It's a great Coast. Outrun game. Very good. Great racing game in, in general, but if you're looking for like a great arcade racer, Outrun 06 Coast to Coast is awesome. Awesome game. So I'm glad you brought the that The answer one. was Outrunners. Outrunners <laughs> is the proper answer, is what you're saying. Great. Let's do these. Welcome yeah. to the treasure room. Time for listener emails, and we got we got one here. <laughs> Weird hiccup. Sorry. I got one here from Chad. Uh, he oh, says, Chad. says, I'm just li- oh, a, speaking of 99, 2000, the chads were a big deal yeah. back then. The hanging yeah, chads yeah, I, in Florida. I knew, I knew many chads as well. So that was a, that yeah, was a big year for chads. Time for chads. Mm-hmm. says, I just listened to your episode on mini consoles and I have a few notes. Sega already released a Game Gear Micro. I did not know this. I know. Uh, is this? Uh, oh, I did not know this. Looking it up right now. Uh, Game Gear Micro is four fifty dollars consoles. Our, with four this is games from our each. mini episode where we talked about mini games, and we had talked something about a. Wouldn't it be neat if they had a Game Gear Micro? And apparently and they got them. One. Well, they did have them. I don't know if you can buy them now, but this was back on. Oh, it's twenty twenty. I bet they do. So you, there are four of these. They're fifty bucks each. The black model comes with Sonic the Hedgehog, Poi Poi Two, Outrun, and Royal Stone. Outrunners. Outrun. Uh, the next blue one, the blue variant, includes Sonic Chaos, Gunstar Heroes, Sylvan Tail, and Baku Baku Animal. Uh, the yellow one, Shining Force Gaiden, uh, Shining Force the Sword of Hyja, and Shining Force Gaiden Final Conflict, as well as Naza Poio Ario no Ru. I don't know what that is. And then fi- finally, the red one has Revelations the Demon Slayer, Megami Tensei Gaiden, uh, the last Bible special, whatever that is. The CGI or the the GG Shinobi and Columns, and I don't think you get yeah, yeah I don't think you get a full appreciation of the size of this little bitty thing until you see that picture I just posted in the Discord server. Oh, let me take a look. <laughs> how what? How, so how this, useless this thing would be. That's what the Nintendo one looks like. That's got um, that's just a copy of Zelda two or whatever. It Literally, it fits in the palm of your hand. Look I mean, it was no wider than the palm of your hand. Kind of want one though. I'm not paying fifty though. That's too much. Oh, I'm sure fifty was probably a cheap price. I'm sure they're on eBay for much more now. Uh, you know, play Asia for fifty. Let me see if I can find a uh, a store. Uh, 
I like a star I've seen on Play Asia. There we go. I see one on eBay. Let's take a look here. Let's see what what these insane people. Oh, brand new, only fifty three twenty. So this has not suffered from. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Or make an offer. I'm wow. gonna make an offer. What am I gonna make an offer for? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think? Twenty? Twenty a reasonable uh, offer? Twenty's reasonable. Put twenty in there. Yeah. Which one is there. it? Which color? Uh it's the blue one. Okay. So that's that's that one's all right. This doesn't yeah, this doesn't that's the, Sonic, um, that's, the that's, that's the good one. That's the Sonic Chaos, uh, Chaos or Chow, however you say it. Gunstar Heroes, Sylvan Tell, and Baku Baku. What's that? It's Chaos, not Chow. <laughs> well, it is Sonic Chaos, but you have chows in there oh yeah the little chow, right? chow chow things or whatever they're called yeah a little chow so i mean i don't understand why they, and it's spelled like chaos but with no s at the end so weird you can't just pick this up on amazon this was Jap- japanese only deal or what i'm thinking because asian market has it and ebay has it so oh that's okay amazon does have them oh currently unavailable oh, they? but they're yeah. still japan imports it says i think this is just japanese right so you're not going to get english on a lot of this yeah, so all the all the box art is all Japanese. Ninety six, ninety seven, forty one sold to who? To the many people who buy <laughs> to small handed people. I guess so. That's really tiny. Gosh dang, it is really tiny. All but right. I kind of want one. That's number one. Says number two. Nintendo is likely finished with mini consoles. Oh, we got more switching. notes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. This is just the one line. <laughs> oh, here you go, chat. He the says Nintendo. Nintendo is uh, likely finished with mini consoles in favor of Nintendo Switch Online and the NES game and watch handhelds. Eh, maybe. I think they. I think they could. Still I think do you're. It. I think spiritually, you're right, Chad. I think that they are done. However, I think the reason why they had the original NES to begin with is because they had a lull and they wanted a gimmick. And the next time Nintendo needs a gimmick, I think they're coming back to this well. Yeah, they also had Nintendo Switch Online then and had many of these games there then. So right, you know, I, I think that there were still money to be made in this little cute hardware format, and I think there's still money to be made there. So. I don't think I'd agree with that one necessarily. goes on to say, Hudson Soft was the company behind the Turbo Graphics and PC Engine. They merged with the Konami in 2012. That's why we, uh, the Minis are now under the Konami brand. Yeah, we, I think we yeah, figured that to, out on yeah. air. Didn't we figure that out? Maybe we did. I don't know if we did or not. We were. De- I think we were still questioning it. So I, I'm going to give Chad points for that one. Good job, Chad. He says that there are other arcade-style <laughs> mini consoles like the Sega Astro City Mini and the Taito Egret 2 Mini. I don't know what that was. Oh, yeah, the is. Astro City, that was their arcade machine right yeah sure i don't know about the title oh. one that makes no sense to me i've never heard of it uh, and then he finally I, says not, not, yeah i'm not sure he says the neo geo mini looks like a japanese neo geo cabinet uh but would have been better as a console release yeah i agree that's yeah. the one we hate we want that to look like the home thing not the damn right not half an arcade machine with like big yeah mumbo jet buttons for oh yeah the egret 2 is awesome i've actually have always wanted one of these have you ever looked have you ever seen the egret 2 the egret 2 yeah, the Egret 2, the, the Taito Egret 2. I've always wanted one of these things are sweet. I'm looking right now. The mini looks, actually, oh, that, that mini actually cool. looks, that mini actually looks pretty cool. You know what? I would, I might say I might would want that one. I think that does look cool. This looks like Japan only, though. It probably is. But yeah. PlayAsia.com, hey, yeah, <laughs> only $77.90 so. for shipping. But I'm what, on it. But what Taito games do I have to have? Right. <laughs> I can't think of any. I'm like, really? I don't think, I, yeah, I don't think there's anything there for me, but it seems neat. It looks good, though. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, that's it. Hey, send us those emails. We love them. PlayRetroShow at gmail.com. Thank you, Chad, for yours, and we'd love more. So keep those coming you, our Chad. way. 
A real quick note, next week we'll be covering F-Zero to wipe out the height of futuristic racing games in the retro world. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, kind of have to cap it at PlayStation, but uh, what came before that and why was F-Zero so rad and why was, I don't know, in some ways Wipeout was just a fat ripoff of it, but also an amazing game in its own right. Well, I just- think a lot of people discovered who who didn't have access to stuff like F Zero maybe or didn't have didn't experience other stuff first. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, Wipeout's a great first experience in those kind of retro. No, features. it's amazing. I freaking love yeah. Wipeout. I'm a giant fan, and I love everything even yeah. just like it. Like I love that. There's a game called Red Out, and just Red Out Two oh, just yeah. came out. Those are mm-hmm. very cool Wipeout likes that uh, are worth your time if you're if you're uh, trying to scratch that racing itch. But we'll talk all about it and why Mode Seven was crucial to F Zero working. And uh, mm-hmm. what the PlayStation did to up the game. That's F-Zero to Wipeout next week right here on Play Retro. Before we get out of here, I want to thank some patrons who have joined us since we last spoke. People like Mike Jones, Tondragosa. We know that guy. Hey, Tonda. Seb, Carrie, Mark Firth, The Blind Golfer, Jeff, and Timothy Lard. You guys are all amazing. Is it Laird? It's not Lard. Is it? Laird. I'm going with Laird, yeah, but I'm with you. The Blind Golfer, I love you, man. Yeah, Blind Golfer is awesome. He's Four. all over the place. He, I think he supports FilmSec, too, as well. Yeah, yeah. Which is really nice of him. So thank you all for that. We really appreciate it. If you're like, man, I want to be part of this, it's easy. Go join us at patreon.com slash playretro. And uh, hats off and thanks to everybody who once in a while we're like, oh, I got an old controller I can send you, or I got this as ancient disc or whatever. Uh, we love when you guys send us that stuff. Like this mm-hmm. copy of... Uh... Oh, I don't have it here. I just moved it because I was moving stuff around, but that copy of Mad Max for the NES. I would never have yeah, that. Yeah, or like oh. Dennis did. Dennis sent us this nice PlayStation, which we're going to give away for too much longer. Here's PlayStation. What I found, look what I found in a box, Brian. I'm going to show you these. Look at these. Hold on. Whoops. There's Game, many ways you can help support the show. Game Gear. These are actually mine from when I had a Game Gear. Game Gear oh, Arch dude. Rivals. Yeah. Uh, Game Gear version of... What even game is Arcade. this? Arcade. Uh, Aaron Senna's Motocross Monaco GP2 racing game there. Uh, Columns, the original Game Gear Columns game right there. All in this little box they used to sell these in, this little plastic box. Mm-hmm. And then while I was digging around, I found an old 250 megabyte zip disk. Ah, yeah. Do you know that Dreamcast had a prototype zip disk? No, I did mm. not. That they sounds did. like something. They that, also uh, had a prototype DVD player that uh, they had showed at one of E3 and everybody was pretty sure it was just an empty DVD case. <laughs> yeah, it probably was, right? It's like that right? year they showed off um oh, what was it? They were showing off This something. is what a DVD case could look like. No, there were some other console <laughs> was showing themselves off and saying they were actual hardware but really they were a bunch of Macs under oh. the table. Is oh my god, that's happened to what didn't happen to the Xbox? This happened to that's so many console developers. 360, they, they, that's what it was cuz the 360 yeah. used the Power PC platform and so did right. Macs at the time and so they had like these Power yeah. Macs under the table and these yeah. empty shell consoles that yeah. weren't running yeah. anything. Which is, you know, what you usually do with a lot of developer stuff. You don't have all the hardware in place. You may have some prototypes. You can't, of course, drag the prototypes everywhere, and they're usually unstable. So, yeah, I kind of get it, but it sure is funny. It is funny. I agree. <laughs> when you get busted. Well, we want your feedback. We want to hear from you, and we want to be back next week with a brand new show. So, please, please, everybody, within the sound of my voice, go play something retro, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. Zero.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Let's get scratching. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.